More crossplay drama. And gaming addictions? Hello and welcome to Triangle Squared, a PlayStation podcast. I'm your host, Brett Beck, and alongside me, Mr. Saw Bridges, bringing you a lucky episode 65. We are, like I said, Triangle Squared, and we are a PlayStation-centric podcast, uh, hence the name. Uh, you can normally find us, if this is your first time joining us, on YouTube or SoundCloud and podcast services on, uh, you know, in audio format only every Monday at 10 a.m. PST and 12 p.m. CST. We also have a lovely Discord for people that want to hop in there and get lost in all the crazy conversations going on. If you are more of a Facebook soul and you don't want to find us on Twitter, which is at TriangleSQRD in case you are a Twitter person, uh, you can find us in our new Facebook group that has been spearheaded by Mr. Josh Shoop and Blake Popst. Thank you guys for heading, handling that for us. And I am active over there. Saul is uh, out, of the, <laughs> Saul's out of the limelight when it comes to Facebook and hasn't had one ever i don't yeah, think no i haven't had a facebook in almost 10 years look at you Saul. i don't i don't like social media that much I, i'm weird on social media too but i will say that doing this has definitely made me like social media way more because i have people that are more like-minded a lot of the people in the town that i live in wouldn't necessarily want to talk about the same things i'd want to talk about anyway so putting me in a group full of people that are obviously talking about the same stuff that we're talking about on here it makes sense is uh, awesome so yeah you can find us over there our facebook group is triangle square to place some podcast named directly after the show you can find us pretty easily over there uh, and we are small. We, I, I've already kind of stressed it on the uh, on the Facebook group itself, but for people that are kind of looking towards that and normally do not want to flock to Discord because it's easy to get lost in conversations. There's a lot of stuff going on. It's more of a on the periphery of conversation. Uh, if you want to have an easier time, kind of you know keeping up with individual conversations and thought processes and ideas. And yeah, Facebook is definitely good for that, but we want the Facebook group to be whatever you guys want it to be. Yes, we are there to facilitate it. And yes, it's kind of around because of the show, but really all we want to do with all of our communities is just start them, have them where they need to be, and then kind of let y'all shape them, uh, as much as y'all want to, uh, as much as so we want it to be what you guys think is best for, uh, the community and the majority. So with that being said, <clears throat> If you listen to us on uh, podcast services and specifically iTunes, if you would consider giving us a review, let us know how we're doing. gets our uh, gets us more visible and lets people find us a little easier. And of course, it lets us know uh, what you want out of the show. Saul, is there anything else you can think of? It's been a while. This is it's so weird being back in this setup for like two weeks in a row. I feel like we were just specifically stuck in our live streaming setup that it feels so weird to go back to this setup. Yeah, for those that are new to the show who may have found us through E three coverage, welcome. And hello, thank you all for joining in. Um, but yeah, this is our typical setup. This is the original setup. Uh, we're in talks of how we're going to stream. We're going to stream once, maybe twice a month. Uh, we recently hit Twitch affiliate, which we did by a complete accident. Pretty crazy. Which works uh, out for us. I mean, I yeah, I mean, it's really cool. We haven't uh, set up things like subscribers or stuff like that. We're not really worried about that right now in this moment. Uh, but when we do, you guys will be the first ones to find out. Uh, but other than that, yeah, uh, be sure just to kind of give us a review. Like people don't think about it, but uh, just a second out of your day, just to click the like button on the th on the YouTube video is small amazing. things to help us get a little yeah. more noticed. If you like what we're doing, and of course, if you watch us on YouTube, consider giving us a subscription as well. But I don't like spending too much time on this part. I like no, to get no, into the nitty gritty. Done. So yeah, I was done. Yeah, I just want to make sure I wasn't forgetting anything. It does. It feels so weird to get back into the uh, the normal rhythm of things. Um, but Saul, with that being said. 
Uh, it's been busy for you this week. It's been busy for me this week. I've still been playing games, so I'm curious what have you been playing? Because I think that you could probably guess mine, and you know how I am anyway. I'm a single single game gamer. Uh, so go ahead. I want to see what you got. Yeah, so I know I, one of yours. Yeah, well, obviously Dark Souls Three. Shout out to the Saul Place over there on youtubecom slash Gaming uh, for that. Uh, but yeah, if you guys are interested in Dark Souls Three, I just released episode six. I think next episode will be the series finale. First ever completed Let's Play by me on YouTube. There in the flesh, maybe with a bonus episode. I still have not yet done uh, or thought about how I'm going to do the Nameless King and then the whole Arch Dragon Peak thing. I don't think I'm going to include that in the regular playthrough because we've mentioned before that the Twitch full play, where we will be hanging out, playing Dark Souls 3 until I beat it, uh, four and a half, five hours, you know, maybe a little bit less, we will be doing 100% all bosses in the game, uh, minus DLC. So yeah, I, we were going to do that, and then it ended up... We, we ran into some technical issues from just... It took entirely we're, we're, way too long. Yeah, to we are not set still set up for streaming very well, but we do know where we've completely... You know, we, we finally got our footing when it came to the E3 stuff, and I, I was pretty proud of how everything looked and worked out. Yeah, and it, it, um, it turned out really... It was really fun that week. Like, yeah, but it, specifically when we moved into this, it just shows how unprepared we were for this type of streaming. Yeah. But we do have everything figured out now. It took multiple... Uh, capture devices and stuff and we didn't quite know how to pull that off early and we were exhausting our uh, usb ports bandwidth yeah and didn't even realize i didn't think about it such a simple um, fix that we spent like an hour trying to dwell on so yeah we're gonna do that and because of the fact that we got some stuff coming on uh, i've got i've already made plans for next weekend um so we'll do it on a saturday because that's a, that's a saturday thing yeah uh, and we will make sure that we announce it at least a week before that we're going to do and it we'll, so you should we'll be hearing, start, on, hearing on twitter yeah we'll, we'll try to start early around noon to 1 p.m central time too and what i want everyone to do because i've been getting so much flack about my lack of a near platinum which first of all i guess i'll, I'll throw in this bone if i can figure out exactly what i have to do to get past the ps3's htcp uh encryption uh, to stream, and I know that there's a way to do it. I just have to look up. Uh, I will probably spend a, a number of hours every Saturday playing near to get that plat so that you will get off my back. But on top of that, what I want everyone to do on that episode is come and join us and just rail against Saul until he gets the uh, Dark Souls 3 plat. I can literally knock that. We'll, we'll talk about that here in a minute. That's going to be brought <laughs> back up. Okay, go um, ahead. But, so other than Dark Souls 3, I have been playing Hollow Knight on Switch. I've been playing Octopath how, Traveler. How is it? Oh, it's a it's absolutely. I, I know fantastic. I've loosely asked you that. Uh, I think it was on the chat, but I really th- that was a game that I was forever saddened that it wasn't coming to Vita because absolutely. A- how long ago was announced Amazing. was when Vita was still being extremely relevant, and it's still relevant in terms of getting these indie releases, but it's slowing down more and more by the week. So not seeing this game, even though it's finally come out way later. I just I wish that it was available on PlayStation in some format. It just looks yeah, cool. It looks crazy. like my kind of indie game. There's a question we can answer too uh, that I'm actually going to use this game as an example for. But um, yeah, that game is absolutely wonderful. It, guys, it, if you own a Nintendo Switch, I've seen so many people that say that they're not even a fan of side scrollers or anything like that, and they love this game. It's like fifteen dollars. Better yet, if you own a PC and you've yet played it, it's like ten bucks on Steam sale right now. Uh, well worth the price. I would pay sixty dollars for this game. I would like to. My, my thought process is that you know how I always am. I, I feel like I'm going to love the game, and I will if I play it on something that doesn't have the ability of trophy, so a non PlayStation platform. My biggest regret will be that I know that I I will end up loving it, and then not you even being platinum. able to get the platinum. Yeah, and that's no, my that's my biggest fear. Anytime it's a game that I feel like will come to PlayStation, I end up waiting just because of the. The trophy life, and yeah, I don't get a platinum for every game, but I still like the trophies. No, I understand. Um, and and I've missed enough games, uh, enough trophies on PlayStation from playing games on place on PC, ending up loving them, and then be like, why didn't I just play it on PlayStation? Um, 
But you know, go yeah, ahead. yeah, I understand. Um, but other than let's see, Octopath Traveler demo on Switch, still putting like twenty something plus hours into that, trying to play all the characters and, and having fun with that. Uh, and then I jump back in for a very well paced game of Bloodborne. Like I, I'm not speed running through it this time around. I am. I, I I've never have done this except the very first time I played it. But I since the, every time I played it, I got the new game plus seven like four months after it came out in that time period. And I've yet to go other than my very first time playing it and explore every single nook and cranny. Sure. So it's interesting to find things that I've forgotten about. It's interesting to find cool things. And I mentally am kind of preparing myself for a potential Bloodborne Let's Play. Because I asked in my latest Saw Plays, like, what do you guys want to see? I've gotten equal responses of the Rebaster and Bloodborne. So it's going to be a toss-up. So moving on in the same style of games, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. And I think that'll be the, the kind of the better for it. But that's kind of really it. Uh, not really much else. Um, I tried out For Honor. I didn't mention this because it was E3 week. Tried out For Honor when it was on sale. Not really worth it for me. Not Didn't really have a good time. I kind of let down by that. I was looking for a new multiplayer game to play. And uh, you didn't hit it, huh? Sea of Thieves, though. Forgot about we've been playing that. That game's Boy, fun. Yeah, we need to play it again. I know we originally planned for the tonight, but I know I never said tonight. Yeah, yeah, you did. No, I didn't. I, no, I said I said Saturday night if if we're done early, which we're not already done early yeah, in my not. book. And, and I, what I was getting as originally tonight, if you I weren't, will definitely play tomorrow night though. Okay, we'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll hop on tomorrow night. Um, uh, but we've been playing that with a buddy named Blake. Been having some great times. But uh, I think that's it. What about you? Any besides vampire? Or vampire. Vampire. Vampire is really all I've played, um, and that's a that's coming down. I tried playing my Vita this past week, and I don't know why. I I've not been able to get to my bed before the time that when I, once I'm in my bed, I just want to sleep. Right. Uh, so I, I tried playing my Vita and just failed miserably because by the time I laid down, I was like, I'm going to play this. I was like, I'm tired and I just want to sleep. So that's what I did uh, every like the two or three nights that I was aiming for that. So all I've really played is Vampire. I'm really close. Uh, Grandpa's health has still been down, so I've been having to spend a lot of time up there. Um, which is good. I mean, I'm I'm happy to get to spend time with him and see him. So, um, but it's cut into my gaming time a little bit. So, Vampire is really all I've done. But I've also been trying to beat it, which I think uh, I'm very very close to. I'm pretty sure I'm on the final boss. Uh, I don't want to say that just in case it's not. But I think it's safe to say that I'm at the end game, if nothing else. And I have probably at most two two hours left. I feel okay. So two, yeah, you're probably yeah. close. I still need to finish Detroit. I need to go back for my Detroit run. So, like, two things that I'm going to do after this, and what you'll probably hear me talking about in the next episode is, once I beat Vampire, my goal is to probably go into Detroit, finish up my Platinum run, because I am very close, um, and then play Kingdom Hearts again, and probably Kingdom Hearts 1. I think that's what I'm doing. I have actually, and I was telling Annie about this the other day, I have been having a strong desire to go back through the Kingdom Hearts series. And honestly... July doesn't have a whole lot, does it? Like that's what I, I don't think it does for me either. That's kind of where in my mind I'm like, I think I'll have a good month to go through one, two, and birth by sleep. I feel like I can do that easily. Now whether I'll get the platinum, more than that in a month. Well, but I'm sure there's other stuff I'll end up wanting to play. Like a night, I guess you that's know, four true. hours of Sea of Thieves is four hours I could have been playing anything else. That's and, you know, true. So that's it'll good. happen. I mean, it's just. But uh, yeah, like it'd be cool, interesting to do that together and have like a little topic every time we do the podcast about like what we've been doing together since we'd be progressing roughly the same thing. Sure. But I also don't know how much I'll be able to play compared to you and vice versa. So that may not work. Yeah. We'll but. bounce them off. But I right, saw, so we'll tell you what it's time. I guess to hop in the drop. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Let me say it. Nope. All Saul, joke is Saul, old. Saul, you will drop into the hop and I'll you will hop love in it. The drop. So for those that do not know, 
The drop is this week's PlayStation releases spanning across all platforms. I'll let you guys know what platform they're coming to. And unless I say otherwise, they are digital. So we're going to hop on in. We have the first game on the list of a very lengthy list this week. We have Atom Mine for PS4. The Crew 2 for PS4. That's available physically. We have Dimension Drive for PS4. We have Esper for PSVR. We have Eventide 3 Legacy of Legends for PS4. Far Cry 3 Classic Edition for PS4. Boy, I know you're it's happened. For that. You said okay, so there's nothing in July. We got something now. No, maybe for you. First I'll, of all, I'll play Kingdom Hearts over Far Cry 3. Okay, but here's the thing: I was one of the platinum in Far Cry 3, but I didn't feel like doing all the stupid multiplayer stuff. Now I don't have to. Well, good luck to you because I and be I playing. love that game. I want to play it again. Far Cry 5 was a fine game, but ultimately disappointing as a Far Cry fan. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, I understand. Uh, we have Fighting Ex Layer for PS4. Grave Danger for PS4. Hajwala for PS4. That's how you say that. Don't mock me. You're laughing. Hajwala. Okay, go ahead. Keep Don't going, mock me. Please. Now, this is where you may mock me. We have Ikaruga for PS4. The Journey Down, Chapter 2 for PS4. The King of Fighters Collection, The Orochi Saga for PS2 Classic. Coming to PS4. Lumines. Is that how you say that game? I've always wondered. I think so. Okay. Every now and then I'll say Lumens, but that doesn't sound right. Because, you know, yeah. that's like for your lights. <laughs> yeah, Lumen. Yeah. So Lumines. Lumines Remastered right. for PS4. We have Next Up Hero for PS4. The Night Journey for PS4. Psychedelica of the Ashen Hawk for PS Vita. Not only out digitally, but of course available physically. Which is interesting because that goes directly against what they said uh, about a month ago. Yeah. Uh, we have Rainbow Skies for PS4, PS3, and PS Vita, all available cross-buy. Good on them. We have Realms of Arcania, for, or uh, Star Trail for PS4. Is that a Forgotten Realms game? I don't know. Look up in the, the right above the title. on No, the, it, no it, it says The Dark Eye. Okay. Uh, I was curious. We have Salaryman Escape VR. Okay. The sequel to Job Simulator <laughs> for PSVR, of course. We have Slime Son. Uh, Super Slime Edition for PS4. We have Super Kids Racing for PS4. All right. And the last up on Playing the list, that casual market. we have Tour de France 2018 for PS4. All right. Let us know, guys, in the comments if you're excited for anything this week. Uh, I know people are excited for Far Cry 3 remaster, or not remaster. Far Cry 3, that's my, if I had to say one, Far Cry 3 is my, mo- my most excited. I watched, uh, so uh, the reason I'm not excited for it uh, and the reason I know I'm not going to get it is I watched the Digital Foundry version. There's a video Digital Foundry did. Sure. The fact that it still runs at 30 frames per second has drops is a no-buy for me. Like, it is unacceptable that that game has 30 frames per second and it has drops in this day and age. And I, and it, and I just, I'm not doing it. Like, massive drops? Because, you know, it is the PC Down to port. 20s and down to 15s. So, h- halfway drops, basically. We will see. Because you got to think about this, too. That was like a pre-release. And now, it should have been, it should have been handled. Let's but what I'm saying is, handled. because we had to wait to get it anyway, because I didn't want to buy the thing, that's given them a month to try and fix these issues. So, I'm I hope, hope that when I go into it, that they're fixed. Yeah, I hope it is, too. Because I, I will say this. The original 360 and PS3 release had some drops. No, I remember from so, when I, I mean, played to the PS3 version, there was it wouldn't there was be a that weird drops. of an experience. But yeah, if you go back into something, you kind of do want to make sure it's like, oh, well, I'm going back into it and playing it later on a different system. You would hope that it would run more smooth. Especially but I am being glad a that it's a PC game. port instead of it being the PS3 360 port. Yeah, uh, and and because it could pose even more problems. Here's the thing: it may go, it may go down, and that is unfortunate. But I will say, dude, it's. It's surprisingly p- pretty. I saw screenshots of oh, it no, I and gameplay. I was like, yeah, man, this what? looks way better. Now, I, well, I've always said I did actually like the thicker black outlines that the consoles gave it because of the resolution yeah. drop. 
Um, and I do like from a stylistic measure. I thought it was cool, but still, the game is really pretty. So yeah, yeah, it's just the performance to me is like it is twenty dollars, isn't it, or is it thirty? Thirty, I think. Nope, that is one hundred percent a no buy for me. I will be playing Kingdom Hearts one. I'm two, buying and physical, so I mean, worst case scenario, I'll trade it in, right? Because did it say digital only? It's, dig- saw- it's digital only. They originally said they were going to do a physical release. According to the drop, there is no physical in there. So I'll double check the drop real quick, but I'm 99% sure that it is uh, digital in terms of this. So if they do a physical version, that would be interesting. But I am not going to take a bet on a digital game I cannot trade back in. Yeah, drop license is digital. Maybe the so. physical is coming later, like a couple of the other games that I've been looking at. I just don't understand. I hope not. Yeah, but. I don't understand how that could be delayed. But, uh, Brett, why don't you go ahead and hop into your side of the episode, the news. The news. Good news, everyone. There's, some bad, watch some, there's more, some bad uh, news in here. What are you going to watch more of? I need to watch more of Futurama. It's been a while since I've watched it. I haven't watched that in a long time. I love that show. It's so good. Uh, let's see. In the ever-continuing current stupid landscape that we're in... Uh, Ubisoft have confirmed that the Division 2 will have microtransactions similar to the first game, which sounds like a good thing because the first game did not have loot boxes or anything like that. So it sounds like if they're trying to keep in line that they should keep the majority of people who are jumping all over loot boxes, which I understandably so to an extent. Uh, I agree with. Uh, Capcom, and I found this extremely interesting, uh, but it makes sense considering how many times we were supposed to hear about this game but didn't. Capcom have confirmed that Devil May Cry 5 development is 75% done and that they promise to share more information about the title later this summer. So I assume that there's a potential for it to be at Paris Games Week or Tokyo Game Show. And I'm curious as if it's going to mirror One four. or the other. Yeah, like where four, the, the last chunk was Dante, and then the beginning was Nero. Since we saw Dante in the trailer, I'm curious how the dynamic is going to work. My biggest one. thing about that, because like I said, I never actually got to play four long enough to get that to that point. Doesn't that just like completely jilt progression in the game? Because you're not in my opinion. I think well, no, I'm mean, like people... I didn't play for, so I'm just saying like how do they handle that? Because you've up until the halfway well, point of the game, all of your stuff has gone towards. I know a couple of people, or I say I say a couple. One person in particular is playing in our Discord right now, so I'm not going to say much about spoilers. But it could be jarring, and or it could be jarring if you don't expect it. But I think that the way the game treats it, you almost end up expecting it in a way. I only mean, I'm trying to be as vague as possible. I get not to, you. I get you. Spoilers. But I guess my point is that. Sorry, Sean, if I'm spoiling anything for the, you. The reason I think it's jarring is that just from a progression standpoint, it'd be like playing God of War, the newest one, right? And this is all the hypothetical. So if you haven't played it, I promise there's no spoilers. Well, I guess unless you consider the fact that it's not, but uh, it'd be like if you played God of War the entire time and every bit of progression that you'd put into the game into Kratos, halfway through the game, you start playing as Atreus and there's no upgrade to him at all. And well, you're just restarting from, and now, okay, so now I'm halfway through the game with no progression at all on a new character. And now maybe it doesn't feel that way because there's a number of ways they could handle that. Here, they could, I, they could handle it to where it's like, okay... Well, we're moving into uh, we're moving into this other character, but you're not coming in from a fresh point. He's you, you're coming in with him already being powerful and having these weapons and this, this, and this. But there's still upgradeability from that. So. Here, I'll type it out right here so you can see it. But that and it, the way the story lends itself is a spoiler. Okay. So I don't want to say that out loud. All right. But well, if you've played Devil May Cry four, then you know what we're, it's been about a decade. But what yeah. he's done actually it has been oh wow. Yeah, it was like 2008, wasn't it, or nine? Nine. I'm pretty sure. No, it does eight. Wow, that time has flown, dude. Yeah, it's been a decade. Yes, Saul. It's been a decade. 
right. Um, let's see. Next thing up, and it's been a while since we've actually covered MPD numbers. I've been meaning to, so I'm glad I actually thought to uh, include them in this. Uh, so first thing that's interesting is that console-wise, uh, PS4 continues to dominate despite its age and the fact that they were talking about this year being its kind of slow down uh, and decline, and also the competition with the Switch, because obviously the Switch has been doing well, but this is the fourth month in a row that con- the PS4 has beat it. Um, and PS4 continues to be the best-selling hardware uh, year-to-date so far, um, despite Switch doing extremely well. So I'm not trying to take away from the Switch. Uh, in case you Switch lovers are going to try and, and lynch me for it, it's not what, not what I'm saying. Uh, software across all, this is actually pretty interesting. So State of Decay 2 came in at, at 1, which shows that uh, Xbox fans and PC people, I guess, potentially as well, but are hungry to support the exclusives. So State of Decay 2 came in at number 1. God of War uh, God of War 2018, as we're going to call it, and that's what they are wording it as, makes sense, uh, came in at number 2, still, selling really strong. Detroit Become Human, selling real strong at 3 still. Far Cry 4, uh, Far Cry 5, I'm sorry, coming in at number 4. Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze, which excludes digital sales, comes in at number 5, which is even more impressive because digital sales may push it up above something. Grand Theft Auto 5 continues to be there. Hyrule Warriors Definitive Edition, also excluding uh, digital sales because for some reason none of the Switch titles get digital um, sales included. Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege is at number 8. Mario Kart 8, excluding digital, is number 9. And then NBA 2K18 is number 10. Uh, specifically, PS4 software, uh, software, God of War 2018, continues to be the best selling for the month. Detroit Become Human right behind it. Far Cry 5 behind it at number 3. Number 4 is MLB 18, the show, which has done extremely well. This, I think that they said that this is the best selling MLB uh, the show so far. Which is nuts, but not which surprising. Is, it's nuts, but not surprising because of the fact, and we talked about it a little bit in Discord, but they do have a stranglehold on that market there are no other mlb simulation games coming onto consoles the fact that sony has that as an exclusive title that can release yearly and still see an increase uh in sales and in general like you know uh, enjoyment of the game so obviously they're doing enough to keep the game fresh uh that's impressive grand theft auto 5 also comes in on this list at number five fifa 18 number six uh number seven is nba 2k 18 Rainbow Six Siege behind it. Call of Duty World War II coming in still at number nine. And Overwatch continuing to do retarded well. Overwatch is number 10. That's good. Year to date, just going to do the top five is Far Cry 5 uh, with God of War 2018 right behind it. Monster Hunter World clinging on still at number three. Call of Duty World War II at number four. And Dragon Ball Fighters at number five. Uh, that's pretty interesting. I think as a whole, that list is crazy. I think God of War doing as well as it has. Uh, you know, there was people, I've heard people saying, I can't believe God of War is not the best selling, but you know, it's one of those things where when you are just right there on one console and you're against a game that's out on PC, Xbox, PS3, I mean, PS4, it's, it's not surprising. It's, I mean, you know, and I will say, like I said, Far Cry 5 is a fine game. It's just a game that I'm still surprised it's one. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, same. I mean, I, I would really assume that Detroit, especially with... I've seen a lot of people I wouldn't expect to play or like Detroit, like well, and play Detroit. Detroit is uh, Quantum... Uh, Quantic Breaks... Uh, well, Quantic Dreams, sorry. Quantum Break, we were talking about earlier. But Quantic yeah, Dreams, uh, best-selling game so far. Best-selling release. Good for them. And it, it outperformed Heavy Rain by quite a bit. I think like 37% on launch week. Wow. Which is pretty good, because Heavy Rain actually had a really good launch. Uh, let's see. Remedy Entertainment have confirmed after fan concerns that Control, the new game that they revealed during the Sony uh, E3, uh, while sharing some similarities with Quantum Break, will not include live action sequences that tie into the narrative. I get it. Even when I, I saw like it, it, I was like, it obviously is the same engine. It obviously has some similarities by having this supernatural and kind of time or at least like 
something akin to I don't know if you'd say it's levitation or you know, um, Lord, how am I skipping out on this? All when you move something with your brain, Tele- uh, telekinesis. Yes, thank you. Uh, something's going on in that game, uh, but yeah, I here's the thing. I enjoyed Quantum Break. It was a good game, um, but the, the live action was the weakest part. Now, don't we wrong? It, they did it as probably as good as you really could have in the way they chose to do it. They had the same actors for the game, so you didn't feel like a disconnect with everybody looking different, uh, and that part was really cool. The biggest problem that the game had is that the narrative played it too safe, so the live action didn't feel like it was doing enough to really progress it, and I felt like none of it was something that couldn't have just been shown in the game. Right. And I do think that the game would have been stronger with it all being in-game cutscenes, but either way, I still think if I you haven't played it, didn't you say Quantic, uh, Quantum Break is $10 on PC right now? Yeah, on Steam If you sale. have a PC that can run it, Quantum Break's a cool game. I don't like live action cutscenes in any video game. The only game... They are the best done example what, of it to date, though, what in is, my opinion. What is, uh, what is that new game coming out by Square, The Quiet Boy? Oh, yeah. Uh, the Quiet Man or something. Yeah, where it looks like it's using live action. And it will. With They've CGI. confirmed. That's, that's exactly what it's going and to do. And you could be the one sitting, too, which is weird. Yep. So, anyway, that was cool. Uh, anime fans, in case you are one, have another game to potentially look forward to, depending on where you live, uh, with Bandai Namco un- announcing Tokyo Ghoul Recall to Exist, uh, announced for PS4 with some early screenshots. It is currently only announced for Japan and will release this winter there. No word on whether the game will see a localization, but who knows? They've done pretty well about localizing these games this year, uh, this generation. Uh, next up, in a recent interview with director Tetsuya Nomura, it looks like Kingdom Hearts 3 will see DLC for the first time in the series' long life. It will not have a season pass, though. So how much DLC and to what magnitude remains to be seen. But this Thank is what you. I found interesting. They mentioned that this would be in lieu of a final mix. So it may just be that, oh, okay, you want to get the final story bits that we want to add in or whatever that the final mix normally, which, to be fair... No, that's a common Kingdom Hearts trait. I do not want to see a Kingdom Hearts 3 final mix of a DLC in two years. Okay, well, here's the thing. the, the I get what you think, No, but no, I, this is what I know. Hold on, hold on, hold on. For the most part, the final mix is actually the stuff that the localization got added right. originally, but now that they're doing a local... It's stuff Americans missed out on. Well, no, 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 hold on. I, I, that's what I'm saying. The original purpose of the final mix in Japan was that when the game, originally the games would always come out in Japan first, then they would come out in North American territories, and then they would do a final mix because a lot of the times you couldn't do DLC back in the day, definitely with 1, 2, and Chain right. Memories and all these. The reason that they did it is that during the localization time that it took for the game to come out over here, they were able to improve and add things into the game that they didn't have time or had problems well, with also, originally. The re- like Kingdom Hearts 1 remix has, has stuff in it that it was not in the original. I get that. Well, that's what I'm saying. And again, but uh, but I'm saying it's it's a escalated problem because even our version, the American version, had stuff that wasn't in the Japanese. No, release. I, no I understand that. So it that. just compounds, and but it's what, a weird issue. But but here's, it's scaring me. It's, it's not it's, scaring me because this Royal is Edition, to, Final well, Fantasy 15. I don't want Kingdom Hearts three remix to be that. I want it to be something more meaningful than. Well, that. I get that, but I, I don't think it would be because this. Here's my biggest thing: is that what are they going to add to from a story standpoint? After there's not going to be something after because unless it's something that's trying to tie into what's going to happen next. Because we know that this is the end of a particular story, like a saga, as they're calling it, the Dark Seeker saga. The, Do- the Donald Duck third person action sequence, their third person shooter action sequence. I don't know. Basically, to me, I don't feel like it's anything in particular because downloadable content does not necessarily imply you have to pay for it. So is this going to be? What if the final mix is free and just comes as an update later? Well. Do you get what I'm saying? Then they'd screw everybody over who bought it, who bought all the content chunks before then. No, 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 no. I'm saying that 
only for Kingdom Hearts that there's never any paid DLC in 3, but all they're using for the DLC terminology is that they have the ability now, because of the consoles that this game is being developed for, to add all the stuff that would normally be added in a final mix for free at a later date once they finally get there. You get what I'm saying? Now that, yeah. There would be no cost at any point in time. Everybody who ever bought the game six six months to a year after the game releases, they come back and do a final mix update that's 100% free. Right, because what didn't... Kingdom Hearts 1 came out at $49.99 here in the U.S. new. Didn't Final Mix come out as the same price? I don't think Final Mix ever even came out over here. The Final Mixes were normally Japanese, but the reason we got them... I thought I remember there being a... We got them when the PS3 remasters rolled around. I swear there was a, an American version that had a... If there was, I definitely never saw them. I think there is. Yeah, Let me look, because I swear I've seen one in person. I, I know this much. The Birth by Sleep, um, the Birth by Sleep Final Mix, the, the remaster was the first time that anybody had gotten to play it outside of Japan, so... I don't know. Um, that's one of those things where I don't have to keep up with it. With I'm, I'm cautiously videos. excited for that because I knew full well going in this past six months, especially getting the release date of Kingdom Hearts, it's dawned on me that, oh, well, I was really excited for Final Fantasy 15 too. Now that's my least favorite Final Fantasy game. Not calling it a bad game, but like, I really, really hope that they don't they break that trend of what they do with fifteen, where they're adding they're adding in. Oh, oh I like, know, I knew you were gonna. When I added it on here, I was like, I know that Saul's initial reaction to the uh, to the terminology of DLC will be, oh God, they're gonna extend its life two years after release. But I really hope. I don't think that that's gonna be it, and I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with that, except for the fact that there's the biggest argument with the. Uh, the fact that the um, Final Fantasy 15 launched in a somewhat unfinished state. That's the biggest reason I can see someone arguing that they shouldn't have done it that way. Maybe I haven't seen this. Maybe I just saw some, No, this right here. That's Chain of Memories remake on PS2. That's not a final mix. Gotcha. I was dumb kid. Yeah. And Memories, you know, you forget things. Okay. I get it now. That, that's the exact thing because the case was holographic, I love, wasn't it? Yeah, I yeah. love that cover too. Okay, yeah, I remember that now. I just I don't know why my, my wires were crossed. And more Kingdom Hearts three news. They've confirmed a story summary video will be available that will explain what has happened across previous entries for the game. For any of you who skipped or really want to refresh without having to replay all the games in the series, uh, so that's good. It's going to be included on the disc. It's be, and I don't know if it's going to be. I hope they don't make me sit through it because I know what I'm doing. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, sure. I hope it's, it's optional. I'm or sure skippable. it's going to do that. Yeah, where you can press start and hit skip cutscene. I'm yeah. really hoping because every every has there ever been an unskippable cutscene in Kingdom Hearts? I don't know that you can skip them the first time around. I don't remember because I would never skip a cutscene first time around anyway. You no, know what I mean? That is true. I don't think so, I ever did that either. But yeah, I, I know that you can press pause to completely pause the cutscene. I'll tell you what I am excited for though. Skip. That dope intro sequence with the new Utada song. Like that's gonna be so good. That is gonna that, be that's what I'm excited for because one of my favorite things about Kingdom Hearts one and two is just going in and like I told this story I think on here before, but one of my like I remember so well on PS two because there wasn't a way to like you know, YouTube was barely around. There wasn't a way and I bought the game close to launch. I restarted my Kingdom Hearts playthrough on a different, like, I just started a new game, not to save it or anything, just so I could l- watch and listen to the you Sanctuary video use, again. You, you couldn't use uh, YouTube? I can't speak apparently, but yeah, you couldn't use YouTube? I mean, it was 2006. Oh, I thought you were talking about just recently. I, 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 no, okay. no, 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 no. I'm saying, like, news, back in the day. The next part of news caught my eye, and I got distracted for a second. Oh, okay. But boy, that, that, that intro. It was so good back in the day, so I, I don't know, I'm excited uh, for back that. Back in the day... I mean, it's still good. Okay, so for those that who, who've never played Kingdom Hearts before, if you if you're completely new to the series, I'm going to warn you. If you are trying to jump into three, it's this series is not for everybody. It is not a Final Fantasy style series, and you could jump into any game. 
you certainly aren't going to be able to jump into three without the help of this cutscene. So if you go into three and you never played a game before, watch the cutscene. Watch the cutscene. Trust me. I really hope that it's it's really like they need to dig. They need to drill into a lot of things. I don't think that they. It need... It has to be forty five minutes long. I cannot. Okay, I've seen people on YouTube <sighs> who do like thirty, twenty five minute long videos explaining the whole story. There's. Now, I haven't watched them, but there's no way you can properly explain the story that quickly. Maybe I don't really know. I'm not, I'm not going to say either Unless way. You're giving but out like charts and graphs. And I just stuff. <laughs> all I'm saying is I hope it's comprehensive. And I, I oh, no, I'm imagine sure it's going it to be. be yeah, so. yeah. I'm just excited for. And what do they choose to leave out? Because there are things that are not necessary. We don't really need to know what happened in Recoded. You know. And three fifty eight over two, you has some. Very it has like three cutscenes, right? That are in, in, like the, I wouldn't even. I, say, I wouldn't even say integral, but they're just. Yeah, it's, it's meant to build characters and make you care more about what's going on. And Especially why good on. old um, and it does Lee, be, right? Yeah, or Axel. But to be fair, I will say well, I, no, part of Lee. what part of what makes three fifty eight such an interesting play is that when you play it and you also have played Chain of Memories. It starts to be like when you see that they're running concurrently, and some of the stuff that's going on in Chain of Memories and into the beginning of two, yeah. you can see them kind of like, oh, well, this is why that's happening. See, that's th- cool. That and Recoded are two that I never got a chance to really play. Chain so, of Memories? I said that or Recoded. I'm making sure I heard you right. Have you played Chain of Memories and beat it? I'm talking about 358. Okay, over two. okay. I Make have it played sure. and beat Chain of Memories twice at least. Okay, okay. Go ahead. I think that's the. Uh, anyways. Um, it was cool because I was looking at the videos and stuff they released on the... Um, Remaster. Was it 1.5? Yeah. Okay. That was 358 over 2? Yes. Okay. Uh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. It was 2.5. 2.5, yes. Okay. I know it was 1. one of the two. 1.5 was a... It was one. It was Chain of Memories, and it was... There was a cutscene there. I can't remember. What no, the, it was. It was 358. Okay. And then 2.5 uh, had recoded as a, as a video cutscene. Okay. That's right. So... My bad. It was interesting to watch those cutscenes because it, it's very apparent if you are, I mean, I wouldn't even say paying attention at that point. I think if you're just, if you know the story, then you can see how it concurrently works. Like it concurrently happens. Um, but man, this has become a Kingdom Hearts 3 podcast. Uh, well, look, we got more stuff. And, yeah, we're super and de- excited. We, we got, got more three stuff more, three more pieces dealing of with uh, Mr. Tetsuya Nomura. So the last thing is that in contrast to rumors earlier this year, and I put this on here because I find this really interesting that he would say this, knowing that there's been times he's been railed against and then fought back against the fact that he has to take so long because of mismanagement. Uh, but with that being said, Tetsuya Nomura says the development on Final Fantasy VII Remake is, quote, going well, end quote, and, quote, moving along more than expected, end quote. In this interview, he mentions that they are currently planning the ne- the next news release and that the scenario will dive deeper into uh, members of Avalanche. He also mentions that the direction was decided, and this is important, before moving production back in-house. So the rumors of it restarting development... I have been confirmed. R- recently, no, 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 are false because the game has been back into... Why would they move it back in-house? Hold on. It was moved back in-house over a year, like t- almost two years ago. But why is he just now telling us that, I wonder? Well, he's saying that because I think he's actually saying this as damage control for the rumors because the rumors came out and said, oh, well, you don't remember the rumors earlier this year that were saying the game this year restarted development? Yeah, well, it was, no, not starting development. Restarted development. Okay, yeah, by, what was it, CyberConnect? CyberConnect is who originally was doing it. Right, but, and but then that, but they, they scrapped it, and then they started anew. But they, what the no, rumors were. What they did is they moved everything, and now they may have scrapped the majority of what CyberConnect well, did. Yeah. Who knows? But that happened over a year ago. But were the rumors true? That is, I mean, right it now, sounds like they he's haven't confirmed came that out. they're true. Well, why, they're why would up. that be? No, they, they moved it back in-house, Saul. That's what I'm trying to get at. Over a year and a half ago, from CyberConnect. That did not happen this year. That, did, that happened. Oh, okay. So the rumors from this year saying that this year the game restarted development have to be false if we're to believe what he's saying. 
I would trust. I would trust him. I would hope. I I trust him because of the fact that he's gotten so much flack, and there's been so many interviews where he's been talking about development being equal, where he's been uh, spending his time equally between Kingdom Hearts three and Final Fantasy seven. But we knew we do know this. Square is really like they like the idea of not. They like to give games room. We did not hear about Kingdom Hearts three much at all until Final Fantasy seven released. Then they started giving us way more Kingdom Hearts news. Right. Well, see, this is the only thing that gets me is that. And this is what and this is what I'm having a hard time understanding. I went through and read reread this because I, I thought I heard you right the first time. But yeah, he also mentions that the direction was decided before moving production back in house. So the direction was decided before they actually moved back into the house. So that still means that this project could have been scrapped scrapped before they moved it back. And that could have been the possibility of them sure, moving it back. But, but I'm saying that the recent rumors would then have to be false because it moved over from CyberConnect over a year and like eight months ago. But that's what I'm saying is that the re, the rumors didn't allude to the time frame that it was restarted. Yeah, they specifically mentioned that early this year, like in, in the February, March area, that development was going poorly and they had to scrap and restart development. I guess I've forgotten that. I don't remember it now. I, yeah. That probably was something that was there uh, and apparent. So I, he's I saying forgotten. that when they had it at CyberConnect and decided that it was time to move over, before they even it was, moved they it were over, already back. they were like, what are we going to do with yeah. it completely so that we can come back in, hit the ground running, I imagine. Yeah. Now, this is taking a lot, and the other thing in these always is that there's translation that could be an issue. That's so, true, too. I will say, again, take the rumors are to be taken with a grain of salt, but take all these words with a grain of salt because he may have meant something differently. Uh, but the last couple things on the list are a new Tales of game was announced to be in development at the recent Tales of Festival. No name, screenshots, or anything were given, so expected to be a ways off. Excuse me. And that's interesting because this is like a – definitely in America. This is a while now that the last Tales of game, I think, came out last year or 2016 for 12 Tales of Berseria. Berseria, yeah. I think it came out 20, late 2016. I think so as well, so – it's interesting that we may have a good four to five years without a new Tales game. Uh, well, I'll say a new one because we do. We are going to get Vesperia remastered, so there'll be something in there. Um, but it was anyway. oh, 2016. Yeah, good. That's what I thought. Uh, Don't yeah, nod, and August. this is the last thing on the list. Don't nod. Have announced that Life is Strange Two will have its first episode releasing in a few months, starting September 27th. Uh, the game will tie into the surprise and free release of the Awesome Adventures of Captain Spirit that come out. Was that on the drop? No. Yeah, it Does comes come out, out the, this week. Comes out the twenty sixth. Oh, so that's uh, a, a quick, a quick little uh, edit. There is that it came out in August in Japan, but then released worldwide here, in, in, here January. in January. Gotcha, gotcha. So even though it's still won't be as correct, long, yeah. yeah, won't be as long. But it's, it's still, you know, we're we're on a year and a half since it's released. But that's okay because Zestiria and uh, Berseria came very close to each other, in my opinion. Oh well, yeah. You know, I've heard a lot of good stuff about Bisteria. Um, specifically, Justin talking how, how he really, really enjoyed it. I've seen a couple streamers that I'm also uh, fans of that have said that they really liked it too. I haven't played a really like I, we had this discussion off camera a while back, but it wasn't Tales of Heart R. It was Tales of the Abyss on, on 3DS. 3DS. Yeah, yeah, that I played. That was the last Tales game that I really got into. And then before that was Tales of Did Symphonia you ever play that on, on PS2 GameCube. originally? No. Okay. I, I know was curious. It was, I know it was available on game or on PS2. That was a remaster, wasn't it? Or yep. a re-release? Yeah. Yep. Um but yeah, June 26, 2019. So yeah, the drop. You're dropping. You're slipping. <laughs> Maybe they don't include free games. Maybe they really don't. Now, I honestly I say, don't know. I, well, no, they were they 
No, I don't know. I was thinking Spite, but I swear I feel like we haven't done this podcast long enough for Smite to have been on the drop. I do not remember. Uh, that said, all. Time to move into reader mail. Sure thing. So for those that want to, every Friday we release a tweet over there at Twitter, Triangle SQRD. Oh, cool. And we ask you guys to leave us some nifty questions, and we answer three on air. We take the rest that we get, and we throw them into a document that, nope, Nope, okay. Excuse you. Excuse you, Google lady. Uh, but uh, we throw them into a document that we save, and then the first Friday of every single month, we do a reader mail episode dedicated to nothing but those questions. So if you al- always feel free to ask us a question, even if you ask us every single week. We will always get to these questions by the end of the month. And uh, for you guys, it'll be the beginning of the month, and you will always hear a question you ask live. Not really live on the show, but on the show. Sure. So... One of the three that we picked this week is Richard Rivera. Really good question. Do you think indie scene on PlayStation is dead? Sony doesn't really hype up the indie games like they used to. That's a really good question. So I assume this ties back into your Hollow Knight. Yes, because I'm very curious to why Hollow Knight was not uh, released on PS4. Uh, I imagine it's still going to be. I think that this was Nintendo trying to be really aggressive coming out on the Switch and saying, hey, we need indie support so that we have a bolstered uh, launch lineup or you know stuff that you talk about close to launch to give people reasons to buy. Um, I think that that's one thing. <laughs> no, I'm going to answer that question too. Sorry, guys. We got a bit sidetracked there. Um, I had to find... Okay. Because we're going to go ahead and... Anyways, go ahead. But yeah, it's curious because they were... The, what was it? Two E3s ago or... Th- one where they were just indie games, indie games, indie games. Like that's what they wanted. They they talk about PlayStation. Yeah, was it? It's sh- been it's been honestly since like fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, and then this year, obviously, Has and even some fifteen. Long? They've really backed off because here here's the thing: Sony, in, in my opinion, and this is I just think it's logically sound that this is it. Nintendo has had a, a slightly hard time getting new games coming out on the Switch right at a decent pace. What have they bolstered that with? Indie titles and remasters. All right. So, what did you see early gen for for PS4 and for Xbox One? PS4, arguably early on, Xbox actually had a better release schedule for exclusives than Sony did. Sony had to keep delaying certain games, and that became a big deal. They had to keep delaying games, and that they would go months without releases. Well, we've seen that Sony have turned that around, right? Now we know that Sony literally all of last year, sixteen was pretty good. All of last year and then this year have been nothing but massive exclusives, and they just they take up the whole front half of the year with a crazy release schedule. Okay, but here's the thing: early on, PlayStation didn't have that. Early on, PlayStation needed the indies because it was something that showed that okay, in they between care. in between our exclusives. Well, I mean, I guess, but. I guess my, my real point, though, is that in between our exclusives, we have stuff that we're either getting exclusive to us or we're doing it such a way that you're going to connect it with us mentally. And that makes a, it keeps us in your mind and present, even though our exclusives aren't quite hitting solidly yet. You know what I mean? Right. Does that make sense? No, I, I agree. I um, think that um, it, it held a good spot there for a while, especially home on the Vita. And I've said this quite a lot, actually, is that the longer, in my, in my opinion, do not kill me. The longer it takes for Sony to come out with a new handheld, the more indies Nintendo is going to steal away. I firmly believe that. I think we saw it with Hollow Knight, getting it out there on the Switch first. Um, there's a couple good indie games that I think just suit well and and better so on a handheld device than uh, uh, on console. I mean, Stardew Valley is an amazing game. I can never imagine playing that on console. Octopath Traveler, once again, amazing game. I know I understand the ramifications of who it's being made by, but um, I'd never play that on a console. I'd play it on handheld mode. Um and that's not even really an indie game either. So they're going to specifically lose your business, and you could see other people. No, that no, 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 no. I'm I, not, I, I get it. Business, 
Um, because there's just no option there to have a handheld version. If Sony was to have released uh, Hollow Knight the day of this, if they had a handheld, handheld the same day as the Switch, I would have gotten it on the handheld Sony had. I just wish that Sony would would try again in this handheld market and admit their shortcomings because some of the best indie games I've ever played all was on the Vita. And, and I would agree. The only the I only handheld a, a perfect home. Yeah, the only handheld that's released and even competed against Nintendo ever has been PlayStation. The PSP was the the like first real competition that succeeded in some form uh, against Nintendo. We didn't really see Sega do very well, and the Neo Geo and all these different consoles that came out handheld wise. The PSP is the only thing that's ever been a real contender. Vita even more so than a lot of those others still, but was obviously a fall short. But I, I will say this: I'm going to play Contrarian real quick. Okay, and I will I will admit freely that I do not know every single indie that is released on the Switch. Right, I want that to be clear. But at the same point, this is where I want to play Contrarian. Okay, yes, they are getting a couple of of indies first on Switch, not that many. Here's the thing: because a lot of these games get skipped over for any number of reasons on PC or even PS4 when they finally make their way over, Switch is being Switch is actually the majority of the indies that it's getting, and it makes it look like, oh my God, they're getting so many indies, and they are, but they're all indies that have been on other consoles, be it Xbox or PlayStation, majority on both at some point, time, or fashion. So while it, yeah, it looks like it, I don't think that Sony's necessarily lost indies. They just haven't the talked about them a lot It's lately. just like, so Hollow Knight's actually one of the few points where it's like, okay, Sony lost getting it on their system first well, and see, against Stardew, Nintendo, which is still a well, big no, enough thing. Stardew Valley is another great example to me. Of, like, it finally came to Vita after I've been playing it on well, Switch sure, but it came, to, But it came to PS4 before months, it even came it to Switch. You, that, no, like, yeah, but, see, and that, but that's and where, for me... Also, Switch wasn't out when Stardew uh, originally uh, released, right. so th- there's me, fairness in that as well. Right, but for me, in my eyes, that's why I said this is all like opinion-based, is that for me, Stardew Valley is not a game to play on a console. I'd have more fun on a handheld. I agree. So I waited for the Switch because I knew that the Vita was still unannounced, really, at that point. It was announced, but no they, release date was given. Yeah, they were it constantly was, saying they were working on it. And I'll give them this. The fact that they were working on it and that they believed enough from the people talking to them that the Vita had a market that was worth porting it to, I'll give them that. The fact that they did it is great. They believed, they believed in the Vita. But here's the thing. It made more sense to put more time and effort into the Switch because it's a new console that has a uh, has a thriving, continuing-to-grow market that has now already eclipsed Vita. Of course. And that, that's the thing, though, is that that's where, that's where I'm coming from, is that people, these indie guys, or, they, or these developers for games like this, this is just the start of the Switch. I feel like that they're going to be the ones that are going to make the comfortable home for Nintendo. And they, they will, but only in the handheld sense because of cor- Sony of course, is, yeah. Sony I don't is see definitely... the Switch as a home console. Yeah, and, and I get that. So you're only saying that in the handheld space, they're going to lose the once ground they had on being... Because the Vita for a long time really was the home of indies for a lot of people. Oh, yeah. Uh, now, no, of course, those indies would still come to PS4. Because it's just that they would come normally day and date. So you could you had the obvious choice of going, okay, well, I want to play this on the go, so I'm going to get it on Vita. Exactly. Like, or cross-buy, like a lot of games are. So I mean, you get to buy it and play it on either. Yeah, and I mean, Guacamelee is a game that I is a perfect example in my mind too. Of yep. I'd play that laying in bed, not on my, not sitting there on a big screen. Like, yeah, and I played that on Vita as well, and I loved yeah. it. So I agree with you there, but I think that there's there's something to be said that it makes more sense, and it goes. To, it, you're seeing it even in the E3 pressers this year. Uh, Sony got a number of console exclusives, right? Right. Uh, and and I, I use that word specifically because a lot of them are coming to PC, but that's because PC is just an additional market that doesn't necessarily contrast with any of the other consoles so it's, it's not part of the console crap so it ends up being a situation where 
the developers can go, well, look, we're going we're gonna to release it on the thing that we're really going to make the most money on, which is PS4. And that's just going to happen. This generation, that is the truth. It's never not going to be the truth. Uh, there's nothing that's... And because technically Switch is next-gen, that's really the biggest problem. But even if you wanted to lump in Switch right now, it's hard Switch to. is still woefully behind PlayStation 4, obviously oh, yeah. because it's not been out long enough. It's, 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 and I heard, I forgot what YouTuber said it. I was, uh, it might have been beat-em-ups. Um, but like he said it perfectly is that it's a PS3 in your pocket and it's going to carry that lineage of having these really kind of niche titles because people prefer to play these kind of games on the go. And I thought that was a good sentiment. Um, but it, what I'm just like, and I, I said it earlier is that like, I really want a Sony handheld because I'd rather play these games on a Sony handheld. Same. And like I talk about with Hollow Knight, I could buy a switch. I could buy Hollow Knight and play on the handheld right now. I could do it if I wanted to. Right. I have the money. If I wanted to go do it, I could literally leave here right as soon as we get done in this and do it. And you could play Stardew Valley because it's not broken. But I don't want to do that. (laughs) I want to buy Stardew on Vita so I can support the Vita and so I can support my trophy habit. Right. But you're supporting a somewhat broken game that they need to fix before. Sure. And I mean, and I do think that they're working on fixing it. And I think that they are highly aware of that. But at the same point, I think it's still really worth noting that the Vita oh. yeah <laughs> anyway the Vita is not this like it's get, not good get, getting like, another hand it's, it's just that yes the only time and, and I get that that's what you're saying I'm just trying to reiterate it but that they're all, Sony's not losing as a whole. They're only losing in this handheld no, market. No, no. So because Sony is still going to, to be the home oh. of of most games in general, well, and, and even in an exclusive fashion. Now, I do think that there's something to be said. I I imagine that part of the reason because we're talking about why, right? Why would Hollow Knight go there first? I think it's a number of things. And if we just want to look at money, it from money, a, money. well, no, I look at it from a more logical standpoint, which ties back to money. But I don't think Nintendo paid them. This is, and they may have. I don't know, but yeah, I doubt it. I don't know. This is what I think Nintendo offered them. What do you have? We're coming on a console, right? That's right. doing well, has a lot of buzz right now. The Switch is doing real well. Everything that gets announced on Switch is getting a lot of news behind it because people are eager for releases. On top of that, they're one of the only exclusive indies on the Switch. That's why I was getting at that point earlier. They are one of the only times that an, that an indie is exclusive. launching first and foremost on Switch. It's getting even more attention because of that. And they're not getting the competition of the under, other indies on the console. Whereas if they said, hey, we're coming to PS4, P- well, PlayStation's got a ton of games to announce and to promote. They're not going to worry about Hollow Knight as much. And with the other games that they're promoting, even if they promoted Hollow Knight, it's going to get buried in a, onto the rest of the indies that are coming. Sure. The, the Switch well, is I mean, this perfect what, what, burgeoning market. But what is the rest of the indies coming, really? Oh, dude, plenty. We just you just saw a number of them. No, but the problem is right. that they're crapware. Yeah, we're getting into that, but say, well, like, it still names, means that it's hard. I don't think Hollow Knight would be buried among anything coming right now. As I, much I think, as I think that it's is, hard to say, right? That is so coveted among because here's among the other thing: Xbox and PlayStation players. Here's the other thing, though. We've already said it plenty of times that the Switch is a complementary console more than anything. Most people, one. most yeah. people own an Xbox or a PS4 and a Switch, right? right? So if you say that. Then here's the other thing that you're having to fight with right now. There is a th- there is a third party slew of games still coming out throughout this year on PS4 and Xbox One. That's what they would be also going against and competing against. The the Nintendo Switch right now doesn't have a big release schedule. They yeah. get this perfect window where they are the biggest release on the console. Yeah, and I've, I've said it before that if you have a good gaming PC, a Nintendo Switch, and a PS4, you are you're set. You don't need anything else. And I game. actually do agree with that sentiment. And and it, and it looks like something. 
Okay, I'm not going to say that Microsoft's trying to remedy because we know that the Play Anywhere initiative completely puts a nail in that. Yeah. The problem with that is that that's exactly what you're getting at. If you have a gaming PC, which is useful for more than just gaming, right? Uh, and it depends on what you do with a PC, a PS4, and a Switch, you literally can play every game. Yeah, and, and uh, well, not uh, every game. Well, okay, not but every game moving forward. Right. But every game moving forward, we've already been told until is they play until anywhere. They put Veri- uh, Forza Horizon Three on there. I can't wait for the day it does. But until they do, um, which I would think they would have already added that to Games Pass slash uh, Play Anywhere. I mean, at least Play Anywhere. I thought it was Play Anywhere, but it's not Games Pass. I don't. I, it did not pop up and, for me in oh Play well. Anywhere. But regardless. Um, anyways, I left out a, a, a sentiment in the beginning is that the reason that Sony, in my opinion, is not losing this race right now. I'm, they're going to lose it if they decide to eventually, or they're not going to lose it. They're going to have a hard hill to climb. If they decide to finally announce or release a PlayStation handle, they probably won't. They or won't. They probably won't. But we all want them to. Um, oh yeah, and a, by a, then, a big enough chunk of, of core people, right? And and of course they've you, already played it. On I, the I assume you mean that they're going to lose the the indie. There's they're they're going to lose there. what Switch had, yeah, which is the indie bolstering of your launch lineup. Yeah, there's a potential to lose that, and I would I would think that Sony would would try to get them on there, uh, but the lack of word from them lately is is. Is, is somewhat scary, but uh, when, I'm, I'm going to pop some real quick. This is I'm not going to actually answer the question because it would take me a little bit longer, and I would go a lot into this. So I, Josh, is our first question asked on the Facebook group. Uh, we will take questions from the Facebook group. So if you want to go in there, I'm going to start every Friday. Uh, and Josh and Blake, feel free to help if y'all see that I haven't done it and y'all want to do that. I will definitely keep up with these things. Uh, we're going to do re- read a mail post on there to make sure that you can get in on there. Josh asked the first one. Um, I'm not going to go into it because it's a longer question and we've already been talking a lot and I really want to have time to go into it. Um, so I'm going to save it for the reader mail episode, but Josh, great question. Uh, so go ahead, Mr. Matthew Green. Sure. He says, he says, just because I'll end up missing Friday's question tweet, with the likes of Hubert <laughs> and Bomberman reboots, what old ga- school games would you like to see? Or are you both too young for the old Atari games? My man, I am almost 30. Okay, so real quick, Saul, I you know said that- you were going to do Wednesdays and Fridays and we have not held to that. I said I was thinking about it. I know, it. I know. I was, th- I was thinking about we it. We do need but to do since, it. We yeah, do. Since he said he misses them, I will make a, a, a tweet for him and then any other people, especially in like Europe and Germany and Romania, uh, people I know we have followers from uh, that are in different time zones completely. Uh, but my boy, we had an Atari in my in my household. Growing up, we had an original Nintendo. We had a Super Nintendo. Um, I know you're a little bit different in a way because you didn't have an Atari, but you had a Super Nintendo. It was uh, one well, of your first okay. consoles. We... I have experienced through my family having one an Atari Jaguar. And of course close friends. That's the closest thing. And that's what we had too was an Atari Jaguar. Um, or my older now that brother said, did. The majority of my young gaming came from my dad, who was very always he, he my dad has always stayed on the cusp of gaming, surprisingly. Uh, even if he's not playing all the games, he always keeps the, the latest generation of consoles. So whenever I was coming into gaming at a young age, you know, I was born in ninety three, so let's think about this. The PS but uh, the PS1 came out in 95 uh, in America. So some of my earliest gaming experiences were on PS1, and then the console he gave to us when he bought the PS1 when it came out was the Sega Genesis that he had. So my earliest gaming things were actually Genesis games and PlayStation 1 games. So I do not have a ton of Atari experience. I've gone back and played a couple of them, uh, but I do think he's also talking about very older Ataris, like when you're getting back into oh, yeah. the uh, into uh, more 80s side of things. Right. Um, yeah. And we so had... I will, I will be the, I'll be honest and say that, yes, I am too young to, to yeah, have was, a I real was... yearning. Now, Bomberman is cool, but my Bomberman... 
feelings and like I was really excited for Bomberman R, Super Bomberman R, and it actually fell short because my Bomberman roots are actually back on Genesis, which did have one. But my real love for Bomberman came from uh, Bomberman Ultra, which was a PS3, Xbox 360 arcade game. And I loved it. Uh, it's exactly what I wish Super uh, Super Bomberman R would have been. But I'm still glad to see the series come back around. It's just right. it didn't hit it for me. I did buy it and I played it. I tried to support it. Ended up selling it because I didn't like it. Well, I was I was born in '91. I'm 27 and uh, almost uh, almost 30. Um, unfortunately, so for us, we talked about it at uh, great lengths before. Uh, but just to very quickly tell the story again is that uh, Super Nintendo was my first real console to play. Link to the Past was my very first real game to play. Um, and you played all these like weirdly late into the game. I remember you telling me about that. No, the rest of my stuff, yeah. Because, yeah. like, basically it was transporting a Super Nintendo from my mom to my dad's house constantly. Yeah. Like, set, like when there were people with PS1s, we were still carrying around Super Nintendos. And we had access to a PS1 at our friend's house, of sure. course. But it was just, it was weird. Um, but honestly, if if I could name a game that I'd like to see a reboot to, it's going to be crazy. Because technically there is... It's, it's, Pong, boy. No, I was going to say Jurassic Park on Super Nintendo. Oh, Lord. Or Adam's Family on Super Nintendo. I think that... And I don't mean a reboot, necessarily. I would like a remaster. Just just upscaled graphics. And I mean that in, like, cute sprite art. Similar to how Pokemon would do. Okay. They, they went back to red and green with those sprites and stuff. If you could somehow traditionalize their graphics into, like, 1080p, I'd play them. I'd pay 10 bucks for them. Okay, that, but, that's an interesting way. I wonder uh, if that'd be lucrative enough, you know, to make it worth it. Right. Our third, but not really third question is... <laughs> Hokuto no Poet. Let me know if I'm saying that right. I feel like I'm not. And we talk so much. I feel like I it could, has I to could be. literally just ask him in Discord right now. Um, but Hokuto no Poet says, Why doesn't Saul have the Dark, Seas, Dark Souls 3 Platinum Trophy? Answer this question, please. Um... I don't have it because I need only four more trophies and I don't really want to grind them out. It's get all miracles, get all sorceries, get all pyromancies, get all rings. Oh, five, get all jesters. So don't really, you know, I maybe like a month ago, I was really hyped on the dark souls three train, but after I finished my last episode for the saw plays, on Tuesday, long deserved break, I took a long deserved break from dark souls three. Okay. Jump actually, back to fair, we're going to do our full play. Well, yeah. That, so that, after that, that yeah, real long-deserved break. Um, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to loop in my final thing. Because you know, people keep asking, why don't I have the near platinum? It's the same thing. It's a couple of trophies that are just you don't want to exhaust yourself. grindy. And yeah. I'm like, I love the game. I don't want to develop a, a, a negative sense it. towards the game yeah. just because I pushed myself to do this trophy. And so I, it, I, it, it really depends. I've done that too. Like, I, they're real, realistically, recently, there's not really a lot of games that I've done that for. Uh, Hellblade, um, Horizon. These are games that I didn't have a problem getting the platinum for, but I could feel myself getting platinums and getting irritated as I was going and, and at the very ending moments. So that's why I like God of War, Dark Souls 3, Detroit. These games I have not gotten platinums for yet. Uh, just because I don't want to wear myself out on the games. Like I thought God of War did it well. I actually don't think that... I didn't feel burned out at all. I, felt, bur- I felt burned out at the end of God of War. Just because the way... And we talked about yeah, it in our yeah, impressions. I did, I just the you. way it played out. The pacing towards the end was a little slow, in my opinion. Uh, but we do have our last real question. We have Mr. Josh Ayers, and this is going straight on in to... Ayers, right? You messed me up. Ayers. I know, it is Ayers. <laughs> no, no. I still feel like you're putting an accent on it. I'm not putting an accent on it. 
I, 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 I specifically in my mind said I'm going to pronounce this right, and then I pronounce it the way you pronounce it, which is wrong. This is going to take us into part one of our two-part topic this week. He says, does crossplay news matter since it will have repetitions to all games, even if the game is a fad? Repercussions. Yeah, and he corrects himself saying repercussions. So I correct myself saying repercussions to his repetitions. Um, but does crossplay news matter since it will have repercussions to all games, even if the game is a fad? I have Go ahead. stated this before. Because I think I think the whole thing is anyway part of part of his wording. I want to get into even you so, know what I mean. Yeah. So I've said this before. We had a whole entire episode devoted to Black Ops Four or not Black Ops Four. What am I thinking? Um, the Fortnite crossplay when it originally incident. happened. Yeah, and the it original was like instance where it worked for a, yeah it worked for a short period of time uh, due to an accidental thing and then. Epic said that they all they had to do was go back in and flip a switch and crossplay was dead. Yeah. So so yeah. It, they revealed pretty much that crossplay is not really a, a, li- a limit. Yeah, yeah, it's not really a limit at this point. So with all this news that has been going on, and by news I really mean the adverts that Microsoft and Nintendo have been doing together. The the they've been doing what I want to call a fantastic job of Twitter PR. They have been talking to each other on Twitter saying like, what are we going to build next? And, and it was a Minecraft and they're like a friendship, an everlasting friendship. I, I think it's clever. I think it's brilliant. My it's problem, smart in the moment, in the moment. Yeah. I, my problem is what happens. I so when sincerely one, agree with what you're about to say. One of these companies stops the cross play. Well, what if it doesn't even happen, right? The problem is, is that they're creating a little bit too much of a buddy-buddy situation, no, right? No, what see, happens when? What happens if Nintendo well, becomes a real competitor in a very different sense? Because like we said, right, the, the Nintendo Switch now is a competitor because it is in the gaming scene, no, but it exists and it almost exists outside of the Xbox PlayStation, right? Then, right? Normally, if you own a PlayStation, I'm not going to say normally because that seems like a little hard to A lot to of say. people own PlayStations on Switches. Most, no, no, no. no I want to step back a little bit from that, right? So what I mean by Switch not being competition to the PS4 and the Xbox One quite yet are in the same manner as they are to each other uh, is that most people, and you've said this a number of times, most people can only afford one console. Yeah. That's the majority with- of the majority of the gaming population can only realistically or justifiably afford to purchase I one console. I would say a majority, but I would say a good chunk. A majority Honestly, sounds like over say, 50%. I would still say a majority because the thing is is that we're looking at a weird bubble that we see through the core gamers, which makes it look like everybody's got multiple consoles. But, uh, man, really, when you think about 80 million PS3s, how many of those people do you think had another system alongside it? I would assume half. I, I just, now, maybe at some point closer to the end of the generation or even now, but I'm talking about in maybe the, in the half, limelight of the yeah. generation, I do think that it's fair to say that close to, if not the majority of people, only own one console. Right. So I can, what see, I mean by that is that if that is true, and we're just going to go off of this saying it is, and I do believe it is, then the thing about this is that if you own an Xbox, you're probably not going to own a PlayStation 2. Perfect example of this being uh, Blake recently, right? Blake had a PlayStation. He right. couldn't. He could not justifiably afford to buy a Xbox, which he wanted it, yeah. alongside it. So what he had to do was sacrifice one to get the other. All right, that happens. It's yeah. what most people. Yeah, do. I understand that completely. Yeah. So with that being said, that goes into my thing of. So if you have one, you don't have the other. Right. Okay. Well, the I, thing I, I is, is that currently the Switch, I do not feel like inhabits that same zone of. Right now, it's like okay. Well, if you really want to be, if you want to get the most out of gaming, in my opinion, and I do think I knew I realize that this is biased painted because I don't have a problem with the Switch, but I do think, like I said, it exists in such a different niche that it, it's a it's a it's supplementary just, it's its own category in a way. It's a supplementary niche because they don't get enough third party support 
in my opinion. So if you really, if you are somebody who typically is up to date with gaming, you're only going to have one. And then if you're not, if you're somebody who waits a long time for games, then you're definitely not going to have a Switch and a PlayStation or a Switch and an Xbox. But for the sake of this whole argument, so that's the, that's what we're dealing with now. Well, right now, there's not a real competition a competition between Xbox and Switch because again, the Switch is a supplementary there, console for most people who want to buy it. Which is crazy. I just shut my computer down too. Like, isn't the Switch rapidly approaching the number of sales the Xbox One has sold? Yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna say rapidly approaching, it's like, what, but it's forty million versus like twenty something. The most recent estimate which should be pretty pretty right right is saying somewhere around half of the number of of playstation so playstation is getting extremely close to 80 million so i'm going to say somewhere in the if it's talking about xbox right no no hold on oh yeah xbox xbox is is a little over half of what of what playstation is around 40 ish million so we're going to say around 40 million all right so let's say the switch last time we saw it had broke 10 million and was going towards... And that was in January. Is that, is that right? Or did they break 15 20, million? It was 15 million, I think. I, th- I remember thinking... I know that it was head, really high yeah, for, it was for the amount of astronomically time. Astronomically high for what it was. And I know that Pokemon Let's Go... By the end of this year, it's, it very well could outstride uh, the Xbox One. Smash and Pokemon. We'll see. We'll see. They have the games they need oh, to yeah, do it. Yeah. So we'll see. The big guns are coming but, out this so year. That's my thing. Is like Right now, it looks great, right? Because they can be the supplementary thing. But what happens... And I don't even mean from a crossplay standpoint, but what happens when you're forming this buddy-buddy look, right? And then what happens when they have to start being a little more cutthroat with Nintendo and have to be, oh, we're that's, not... Well, we're not buddy-buddy. Okay. okay. Well, this is why you should play on our console and not Nintendo. So but what now, happens if Nintendo goes, well, this is why you should play on Nintendo and not on Xbox? PR-wise, that would be an absolute disaster. So they would never they would never I don't think it'd be slide. a disaster but it would definitely be something that people no. would be like what what happened a, a year ago when y'all were buddy that's, buddy that's that would be the disaster forming um so here's my thing is that it's going to be very we're in a very unusual time and I said this in our discord not too long ago is that you would never five years ago convince me that Sony and Microsoft I mean Microsoft and Nintendo are somewhat working together in a current gen and what it's really doing in my opinion and this is where the negatives and the skepticism comes through, is that it's making Sony look a little too bad, and it's they need to do something, because what and I was talking to Shot about this at work, is that yeah the the PlayStation Four has sold a ton, and the PS Five is going to sell a ton, but what people don't realize is that one of the reasons the PS4 has sold so many is the people that jumped shipped on Xbox when when everything went down in 2013 with the terrible E3 conference to basically saying you can't borrow a game to then all of a sudden it becoming like an extension to your cable box. Nobody wanted to hear that they jumped ship. Now, the core fans, us, the day one supporters, the people who are going to be at GameStop to get the game the night of it comes out, it's not going to affect us. And we're still going to be there the next day. The people that... You mean the console? I just want yeah, to make PS5. sure I'm following yeah, you Yeah, well. PS5. Okay. Um, because we, we crave that single-player experience that we want so well. While we do crave a multiplayer experience, too, um, sometimes. But it's it's a different type of players that have typically been known to be on PlayStation than Microsoft. It's very common to know And that. we've seen it somewhat reiterated this gen with Microsoft taking more of a hands-off approach on, on single-player games and going and more towards this, on this games game as a service this, yeah. thing, which we have not really seen Sony do at all yet. Right. Unless you want to count the partnership with No Man's Sky. Which, but No Man's Sky did not end up being a real games as a service because you also don't pay for anything and also there wasn't real multiplayer or anything like that. So we, we're, we're treading, but it wasn't a first-party effort, right. regardless. So. But I am worried because... Whereas we saw that early with Microsoft, just yeah. to get that out, because you saw that with uh, 
uh, Iron Galaxy. Iron. Uh, what, what, what they developed it. What was it called? The, the the fighting game that finally came back. No, I know. I can't remember. Killer Instinct. Killer Instinct. Thank okay. you. Okay. Yeah, I was like, I know what it is. I just can't. I had it. Um, but like, I'm worried because what people don't realize is that a lot of people are angry. Fortnite is very well one of the biggest multiplayer games of all time, if not hitting the topest chart right now. Okay, so that's where I wanted to go with this for a second. Because I do think there's more to say on the other part. But specifically talking to Josh's wording uh, in that, is he said it's a fad. And I know that... It may be a fad, but when you insult a customer, you insult a customer. Well, not even that. It's hard. It's getting really, really hard to use the fad argument because even I was doing early on of like, well, this seems like something that's going to come really quick. Everybody's hopping on and we're going to go. If it's a fad, it's the it's by Dude, far it the biggest like fad in history. It's got some legs. No, yeah. If it did, you, did you hear recently that Kotaku did an article that they're looking to change up the end game and where they maybe put a limit on crafting materials and that crafting could very well have a mode without it or their game could have a mode without crafting. Which is interesting because then it's going to bring back all the people like me who despise the stale end game that is Fortnite. Okay. It, it happens every game. Okay. Um, and even the article in Epic themselves admitted to, yeah, it turns into building and shotguns. But I think that to be a fad, that this is probably the biggest fad ever made. Had the, just the revenue from what Fortnite has made. Yeah, and I still just think it's literally, it, it's, it's gone on long enough to, to become a, 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 not a staple, but a, a category. I feel like, okay, a fad comes and goes rather quickly right and, right. I, and here's the thing some people were calling overwatch a fad well i just said in the mpd man overwatch still is still there. in the top 10 yeah it, it may be number 10 but dude it's clinging and it's doing incredibly well it's built up this big fan base and people continue to play it so gaming as a whole the gaming landscape has started lending itself to these types of games right right this type of games as a service. I don't think this would have worked the same way if it came out when that wasn't such a socially acceptable thing in yeah. the gaming community but with that being said, I, I think that we can now safely say that Fortnite Battle Royale has been out for close to a year. Yep. Pretty close to a year. If it's not, been a little bit less, but yeah. Yeah, so pretty get, getting close to a year, while while PUBG has been out for over a year. Almost two years. Very easily. Yeah. And, and what did we see? PUBG did extremely strong from the get-go. I thought it was going to crash. Fortnite. And it didn't. No, it PUBG did. is still doing really no. I know Fortnite Compar- heard it. in comparison. Yes, yeah, but but Fortnite never completely. I mean, I'm sorry, PUBG never completely fell. Yeah, it's a very rare time to turn onto Twitch, and and Fortnite that's only not because Fortnite's game. free to play. I, right. I will say that. And, Epic and, well, very no, smart. and I will say this because, and I've said this before. Well, and a, and a, a slightly better product in terms it's of a free, yeah, production. It's a free game. It, there is less bugs in it, and that that it's typically more fun to play. Um, I w- that even though that changes varied person to person. Well, and I will say this. Did you see the thing where there was like a thing going on where people were saying that PUBG was, a, I can't remember what it's actually called, but they were basically saying that PUBG was a game. They were accusing PUBG of being a game that was made by already existing ex- assets just thrown together to be a game. Uh-oh. Uh, so that people were acting like, Oh, well it's like, it doesn't deserve anything it gets. It was made by pre pre uh, made assets. They just pulled into a game kind of like Gary's mod to an extent. Right. Um, I guess, but that being said, uh, uh, it, the the difference between the two is that you can look at PUBG and there are some kind of like, well, it does kind of look bad. It does look like a like a. It looks like a PS3 It does game. look like a game that would be thrown together with pre-made cheap assets. I mean, okay, so whereas Fortnite has an art style that lends itself well to work across a bunch of different consoles and phones and everything, but it right. also does have a rather professional looking feel yeah. to it. And that's the thing is that like coming and from really somebody- definitely like you're in the in the bug. Free zone. Yeah, and like I play uh, PUBG Ultra settings on my PC. There are some really pretty textures, but there's also some like there's there's worse textures than there are pretty textures. Uh, but anyways, um, so I think that 
what I was getting to is that there was something that happened that caused a a very just mega shift in the consumer base in gaming when that happened. It was the whole 2003 E3 scandal. And I say scandal like it was something major, but like nobody liked the Xbox One when it was announced. No, and not a lot of people did at all. So people, even like myself, because after watching that E3 stream was when I was, that was in the mood of being stale with the 360 in which I thought like, what is what does PlayStation have to offer? I never considered this. What does it have to offer? So when Xbox did that, it, it I know thousands upon thousands of people transferred from Xbox to PlayStation to go to all their multiplayer needs and such. And as well to experience games. Hopefully, these people that transferred, uh, the the quality of the single player games that PlayStation offers is enough to tie them down to to love the uh, to love. The I'm not gonna platform. say hopefully because it's gonna be a weird thing. We're gonna see more games as a service on the PlayStation, regardless of whether well, they're I mean, from even, Sony. I'm or just not. talking about yeah, the quality of exclusive, the, the exclusive quality that Sony has compared to what Microsoft currently has. I hope that that's enough that you fall in love with the games that you see and you're wanting more. Now, and this is coming from our like obviously we like Sony, we want to see them succeed. We're not saying that we don't want people to go back to Xbox. No, or at least yeah, I don't think no. you are. So, so I get it though, I, you, yeah, because we because we love PlayStation and it's so good to see them doing well this gen the entire time right and that I, it's like oh man we hope that they can keep that and we keep, hope that whatever moves are made are moves that they make in a stride to keep people uh and can and keep the success that they've been going on so well and this is where i'm worried is that there's been a lot and i will say a lot and by this i mean that there is multiple famous or i say i don't want to insult by back i'm not famous but there are people in the gaming community that are very well known um Namely, Greg Miller. Everybody who is familiar with this issue, you may or may not have seen this tweet, in which he, he goes on to say, and I'm going to paraphrase it, in which that locking his Fortnite account, this wasn't even about crossplay. This is just a fact that your Epic account is locked because you may have played it once on PS4. It's a result of crossplay. We know that now. Um, uh, nope. Kinda. Nope. Sony's, Sony's response, and I'll get to that in a second. But um, he said that it makes him do the exact opposite of what it want, it, what Sony's intended to do. It is to, uh, he, he, he said, and that's buy an Xbox. Because you should not have your account locked down, and people are going to, like, I'm going to say this for clarity's sake. I am talking about your Fort, or your Epic account. If I played Diablo 3 once on my PS4, and I had to link my Blizzard account to it, my Blizzard account on my PC better not be locked. That's the thing. And that, I don't care about progression. I don't care about that. It's locked. It's literally taking your account hostage. And Sony's response to this was so tone deaf to what people wanted to hear, or at least an inkling that they were working on it. Instead, they boasted the sales numbers of the PS4. Like, we get it. We've sold a lot. Like, you've sold a lot. This company's doing really, really well. You're on top of the gaming industry right now. You, there's so many people were insulted by Sony's response that it came out like four days after all this had gone down, and it took that long to construct a professional and yet so welly, welly, that's not a word, is it? Welly. So well-written PR response that it literally boasted numbers. Like, I think you're looking at it right now. I am. Go I just ahead, wanted to ahead. have it for, yeah. Uh, so, it, for, it, it, for uh, I guess I'll say for, um, they comment on it hold being, on. like they commented on crossplay before. But for the, context, yeah. sorry, uh, the, their response from start to finish is, quote, we're always open to hearing what the PlayStation community is in- interested in to enhance their gaming experience. Fortnite is already a huge hit with PS4 fans offering a true free-to-play experience so gamers can jump in and play online. With 79 million PS4s sold around the world and more than 80 million monthly active users on PlayStation Network, we've built a huge community of gamers who can play together on Fortnite and all online titles. We also offer Fortnite crossplay 
Support with PC, Mac, iOS, and Android devices, expanding the opportunity for Fortnite fans on PS4 to play with even more gamers on other platforms. Now, here's the thing. It's a mixed... It, it is a bad PR statement. I do feel a little differently about the reasons why it's bad to you. I mean, I do think it's a little bit... Of course, it is. I, I mean, I do think that, yes, it is a spit in the face of what, what some people want yeah, well, to hear, here, obviously. The, here, my problem, and this is with any... And a, and a vocal, regardless of if, if, if it's a majority or minority in this case, well, whatever this vocal group of people is, this obviously goes against what they wanted. This And not only that, but like this is where any time, and this goes for any company, if you have a problem... Whether it is a social media problem, whether you said something wrong, whether you put a video out that offended somebody, you, in my opinion, you do not issue an apology and ignore the actual problem because that's exactly what they did. People are mad about their accounts being locked, not about crossplay. And they did not at once at any time in that statement. I will agree. They didn't make it about crossplay in this. They didn't make in, in it about crossplay. Way. And then for whatever reason, but they touted the that only way I will on say, top. The way that you said it, it sounded like they specifically brought up with the fact about, that it's about crossplay with those two consoles. They didn't. No, no, they no. Do no enough, they didn't. They yeah. do enough to skirt into the fact that that's probably what it is. Right. And I'll and, agree with you. They did, the, the press release doesn't go into anything as to why. Right. And I do and think, and I will problem. agree with this. If the, if the press release said, look... For, secu- for security purposes, we have made the very tough decision early on, and we have to stick with it. That this is why we can't do this. Perfectly acceptable. And now, and if they would have come, and if they would have come out and said, "We apologize for not having this as a warning. We did not expect this to come," because I do think that that's reasonable think, to, to think, think, think what, too. I think what really happened is that the, your account being locked is an is an unaware consequence. It was accidental. Of Absolutely, but I, and it, no, I say accidental. I think it was accidental in the sense of I'm sure whatever's keeping it, and there's something Sony will be probably the only people that know why, or or Epic. I mean, I'm sure Epic know why, whether it's out of their hands or not. I don't know if it is. They act like it is, but we really don't know the behind the scenes. That's all I'm going to say. But with that right. being said, we don't know exactly what's keeping it. But I'm sure that whatever decision was made early on, crossplay was not even literally in their mind at all. This game came out with no crossplay at all to begin with. No, I think it always had PC crossplay. Are you sure? When Battle Royale launched, I'm 99% sure. I've seen too many. Now, I could see PC crossplay, to be fair. I know that phone crossplay was not involved in this. Sony have been a big proponent of PC crossplay for years, going all the way back to the PS2. I'm not surprised. Um, but I think you may be right on that. So let's just say that that is right. Um, and I get, what I'm getting at, though, is that I don't think that they were ever even worried about the fact that you were going to try, that you would have the opportunity to do one or the other. I'm sure that this was a decision that had that was probably either this was a de- tied to a decision that has nothing to do with your account, where this is an accidental link to it, or something to do with their own wording in their contract where it's like, well, we don't want to share our information with this, this, and this. It does come off really bad, and it makes them look bad. I will agree with that. It makes them look bad in the sense that it's not happening on anything else, right? So right. it does make them stand out in a, in a particularly negative way. I think it's hard to, to argue that. I, I know that there are people in the Discord like World End, and I, I think that Steve Bitto is even on this a little bit, where in, in his opinion, it's somewhere on the stance of Sony doesn't need to do this. And I do agree with that. But Sony do not need to come out the way they have. I don't think, and I'll agree with that. I guess what I'm saying, I'm kind of on both sides. I don't, and I'll stand by forever. I do not think Sony has to do crossplay at all. Now, I will agree on this particular instance. It it makes them look really bad because it is not crossplay. 
I, this is an account. I, I do agree with that. When you're dealing with, like, and you brought up Diablo as a great example, you can link your Diablo account, your uh, Blizzard account, to your Diablo, and you get rewards and stuff for that. But that it may not, not have crossplay, but at not, least it's an account. Well, you know what? I say that I don't know. I need to see if I can link my. I don't have an Xbox. That'd be the biggest thing. But if I did, what I would really want, and if anybody else has done this, I would really be interested to see, is your, if you have played Diablo and you have and you use your Blizzard account, is your Blizzard account on your PC, PS4, and on your Xbox, or has this already happened somewhere else? It just hasn't mattered because there's not crossplay between these two. So why would it matter? I'm trying to remember. I back don't know. To Overwatch. I can't remember if if. If it's tied into an account on my PC and my PS4 or not, I don't think so. But I, I don't know. Um, I will stand by this, and I think I think this is a very uh, bold statement to make, and I'm going to follow it up with a... Um, Even bolder statement? No, I'm going to follow it up with a uh, somewhat of a... I can't think of the word I'm trying to think of right now. Somewhat of a reason why, but I think that right now, Sony could open up the floodgates to crossplay on Fortnite. We know that it's a flip of a switch at this point, thanks to Epic. They would lose nothing. I disagree with that a I, little bit. Now, no. what I will say, they okay. So, so go ahead. far I we know, see, yeah, because I want to know, I want to know your reasoning. Eighty million consoles sold. Yep, are close. We're enough. closing down on the generation. We, you're going to sell. Well, maybe, we're on the we're on the downslope yeah, of the generation. Yeah, we're on that. I do think set. they'll break a hundred million. I I would hope they do. I don't think they will though. Um, if they don't, they're going to get damn close. At least, okay, I'll say this: they're not going to break a hundred million by the next generation coming out. Unless it comes out, well, some, it was yeah, maybe not. But I'm just talking about by the time that they're by the time that the sales have slowed enough to for it to stop mattering, right? Yeah, no, they definitely will. I because can agree the, to that for yeah, sure. Because the PS2 didn't, the PS2 was not at 150 million when the PlayStation 3 launched. No, just uh, it, was, it was at like what? 90? I don't even know if it was at 100. And it was 85, or 85 or 90 million, um, from what I remember. But anyways, what you would have to lose from this is nothing, and this is why you know, let me finish. No, yeah, go ahead. It's nothing and compared to what you're going to lose for doing it. Well, your outcome of sticking to this, you're being the bad guy on everybody else's side except yours. You are being looked at by Nintendo fanboys as the bad guy. You're being looked at at Fortnite fan, fanboys in general. And I'm saying fanboys loosely, like I'm, I just mean fans of the series or whatever. You're you're looking at you're being looked at by Xbox fans as as a as the bad guy. You're being made fun of on Twitter by both Microsoft and Nintendo combined. Who would have thought that would have happened? You are losing more people. I think it is worth to not just go ahead and open up the floodgates and let Fortnite be crossplay. So I don't care. I get I what no, you're saying. Is that no, you I think have, that they gain more in the long run they by would, doing this they than they would have, lose in the in the now? They would absolutely gain more in the long run, in my opinion. Because here's the thing: what Greg Miller said on Twitter. I've, I've, been, I've been spending a few minutes trying to find the tweet because I know you, we you, have, you paraphrased it really well. Yeah. It was literally it was close enough to that. Yeah, it's basically saying that his it doesn't Twitter is make a, a you, monstrous thing. Yeah, so. he tweets so much. Um, it doesn't make him want to convince somebody about a PlayStation. He wants to buy it. He would buy an Xbox instead or whatever. And here's the thing: is that the majority of people who in this generation own a console is what? What console do they own? A PlayStation. So. As a fan, you have not an obligation, not a duty, not a responsibility, but you have an interest when a game like this comes out to get your friends to come with you and to get a PlayStation to play it with you. You would think that. If somebody if if if, if I was on Xbox and, you know, the next big thing came out, like Snowman Sky and you're wanting to play with me, I would convince you to like, "Hey man, grab an Xbox or grab a PS4 or whatever and come play with me." Or you'd convince me that. 
like Sea of Thieves is so fun. I told Sean, I'm like, hey man, Xbox One S is only 200 bucks. Like, go grab that and Sea of Thieves, and we'll play with you. Sure, fun. sure. And, I, and um, as a quick addendum to that, because I do think there's a little more into it than that. And if you want to finish before I do that, actually, I, I mean, I, I don't want to lose it. I guess is what it is. Okay. Um, so I'm gonna go ahead and say it if you don't mind. Um, part of this is that yes, there is that. Crossplay between PlayStation and Xbox and Nintendo and Xbox, we already know that voice chat does not work, right? Right. And, and imagine, if you will, real quick, imagine PC is different. PC voice chat works on most games the way they do. Definitely on Xbox. They've done an extremely well job of making the Xbox app work with the Xbox. Yeah. Uh, flawless. It's, it's only, it, only for the Microsoft games, it's, it's literally flawless. And it's, it works it's really literally, well. Yeah, it's literally the uh, PlayStation... Or, PlayStation Xbox chat option and yeah I mean you're literally opening a party and there's you cannot tell that there's one person's on PC you would never know unless I told you Uh, now with with somebody who actually did not know with that being said can you imagine real quick and this is why I say I think the way of crossplay is is different depending on what you're doing see if these is a great example of crossplay being amazing right but but imagine if you will that we were playing see if these with Blake and we could not communicate with him through, through party chat would it be near as fun absolutely atrocious yeah, and that's what you're getting into even with Our Nintendo. Legs. That's what you're getting even into even with Nintendo. So I only say this because it does go against – I'm not, not even against. It, it, it ties into some of what you're saying where, yes, you do get your friends to come no. with you, right? But the reason you do that is because they need to be in this in this thing Ecosystem with completely. Because you. you do not want your friends – you don't want to be like, oh, well – you have an Xbox and I have a PlayStation. It'll be good enough. We can play. Because now, to, to be able to talk to you while I'm doing that, I'm going to have to either call you or, or Skype you or something well, stupid. Well, it, you do use Discord at this point, which is so easy. Well, you literally hop in our text channel right now and we can talk to you. But that's just text. Now, what no, I mean no, no, is, no, no. There, I, I know that there's voice, but how no, do you do that? No, I, you, I haven't done it. You know, I'll show you. It's literally as fast as And what if I don't up. have a Discord account? And what if I don't want to make one? Well, Again, these, are all, these are all things. You're like, you don't but, have a Facebook, right? Let's just say Facebook was an elegant solution. Do you really want to make a Facebook just so you can talk to me while you're playing a game? It's, it's, wouldn't you? No. See, but Discord it, is so much easier than that. I, I get that. Skype but some people don't want it. And all I'm getting at is you're still having to download something, right? Instead of if I had a PlayStation 4. It's an extra unneeded step. It's a it's a new barrier that wasn't that doesn't have to be there. Right. It's a barrier that doesn't have to be there. No, I totally so agree. It, yeah, so if you buy that's that's why I think to an extent that's why crossplay isn't this big weightful thing. But I still want to hear what you had the rest to say. Sure. I just didn't want to lose that. So By the way, go it's ahead. Just, it's as easy as click in general right here, and you hop into the voice channel. So okay. like if, if we were want to play, but you could. How does that do work? This. Does it use your phone's microphone and then your earpiece? Um, you can plug in headset to the. Okay, oh, I, I mean on. literally, I, I just on. didn't know. Okay, I'm making sure. Make sure I'm not sitting here talking to Discord while we are. I got you. It'd be fun though. Maybe live record while on Discord. People <laughs> on Discord could hear us. Um, okay, so to keep on going, and what I was kind of saying is that you want to convince somebody to play with you, especially friends who may have different consoles. Yep. And while while you do that, you're doing it because it is about the experience you're playing with friends. It, it, it nobody feels left out. You have this joy of playing with somebody, and that's what I was telling Sean. I was like. An Xbox One S is like twenty bucks, fourteen dollars a month. You can play Sea of Thieves with us. Like you're getting out, you you could easily play with us for like two hundred forty bucks if you go out and buy it right now. And I and I know he has tons of games to trade in for. And I was trying to tell him like it's gonna be it's gonna be worth it, um, especially with how much we played already. Like probably ten hours. If, he, or so. if he's not like you and is willing to use a used console, he can get it even cheaper. Yeah. Oh yeah. And like that's what Blade did. Um, but it's it's not even a responsibility. It's just an experience of owning a console and that you want to play with friends. You want to tell somebody, hey. I've been playing this game. It's fun. Why don't you play it with me? Like, oh, you don't have an Xbox. Well, like they're kind of cheap now. Like you almost convince them or you're trying to, you know, give an, not an argument, but a conversation on to get somebody to get it. So you take that away when you are the bad guy. And that's what people, and I'm saying people, not me, 
not anybody I know. That's what happens when Sony is doing what they're doing and it's offending these people. Because next generation, what Sony is known for now, they get the multiplayer stuff so early on most games. Like you get Destiny, you get Call of Duty, you get the big name titles. Basically, you get content early, and that's they what are matters. what Xbox was last gen. And that, right, and that honestly, the, the and uh, as a quick addendum, and I'm just gonna jump out after that because it's not worth getting deep into. But it is funny that most of this is literally all things that were touched on in some form or fashion last generation and xbox was on the other side of it than they are now and it's so weird to see that and people use that as an argument and i get it because it is a valid point in the argument now is it valid in the sense of that it matters now but no but it matters in the history of everything that's going right. on it, it matters so in the entirety of it all yeah you can't care them you can't care that sony's not doing it now but then also not care about the fact like that that Microsoft at one point wouldn't do it because what it what it means is that at one point in time Microsoft was at the same injunction that that Sony's at and right. what you're going to see now is that Sony's at the injunction that they can make a decision to go one way or the other and it's easiest to do that at the turn of a generation and I would expect if this is going to be made and this real decision will happen it'll be something that they decide to do with the PS5 but please continue right and that's what I was saying is that like right now to open up crossplay on the main main game that everybody wants crossplay on you're not going to lose much think about it they open up crossplay on Fortnite what are they really going to lose like not not much i can imagine now i'm not talking about crossplay as an entire gap like of everything but Fortnite, because a you're gonna unlock the people's accounts who at least won't play on switch because you already have people who are mad at you because they can't we assume we know that it's tied into crossplay reasons because sony comments extent. it on crossplay yeah we yeah, and we know we, it's not epic because epic pointed the finger we can infer yeah, yeah. I'm they, they said that it's not something we can do or we have control over it may take sony changing some kind of security thing or and it, it's, it's, it could be something as simple as that sure like the flip of the switch that that epic alluded to or it could be something that is built in the algorithm that their crossplay is locked on because it's, it's really locking. there's that's why i guess i hate talking about this when we're this so, deep because we really are in the dark about, about why yeah so, so like that's but that's my thing though is that we know that you can easily flip a switch on epic side and unless sony has enforced something since then to, to literally open up crossplay for them to just say what they what they could have done and i would have i would have really applauded them for it i don't care because i don't play Fortnite, so i'm just going to make this very clear that i have no horses in this race but as a fan of the series series as a fan of the company this is what i would have i would have like i would have been like yeah that's good on sony because they could have said it instead of this stupid PR tweet, or it wasn't even a tweet, it was to the BBC of all places. Like, it wasn't even, like, put out there. It wasn't announced anywhere. They just told a news company about it. Like, they didn't even make a deal out of it. They could have went on Twitter. They could have went on anywhere that they have a They could have made in. it a PR blast if they, they could really have, wanted yeah. to. Yeah. Uh, because they knew that whatever news source they gave it to would take care of it for them. But here's the uh, other side of this. I do think Sony is smart enough to know that this really won't, and, and I said this last time about crossplay, and I still stand by it. I think Sony knows that they don't have to do this because in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't really affect them. I mean, it, it's going... At it, least not... And I'll, I'll give you that. At I'll least you, not now. I cannot see People it. said the same thing about Microsoft. As, a, as somebody who was a Microsoft fan, people... And I, I was on Halo message boards. I was on um, Gears of War message boards. And I was on off-topic GameSpot message boards. Uh, or not off-topic, but Xbox 360 water cooler talk or whatever it was called back then. That was general 360 talk. People said the same thing about Microsoft. They in said terms that, of crossplay? No, I'm no, no. no. In, in terms of E3 2013, they're like, oh... They're like, yeah, these new features, I'm not going to use them. And they were making up excuses. And they were saying... Okay, I get that. But there's a, there's a, there's a lot of different weight between those two different things, in right, my opinion. Yeah, right. They're paving the way of a console for a new generation and then a feature that's being used in a current old generation. I get that. But when you take into account that Fortnite, one of the largest multiplayer games, if not the largest right now, 
millions upon millions upon millions of people are currently using that game. PS4 having, of course, the most sold consoles. So you have a majority of the online Fortnite players are on PS4. And then now this Switch game comes out and these people want to play on Switch and it locks them out. You just pissed off a majority of, and I of do, Fortnite I, players. I do agree with that. But here's what, here's what I would say... Almost like, I guess what I'm trying to figure out is how does that tie into the... Like, they're not going to come back for next gen is what I'm saying. Now, but, I, but how does that tie into the fact that... Okay, and maybe that's what you're meaning, but let me get my head on straight. Right. Um, so what I was getting at is that Sony knows that it won't affect them... Sony knows... In the, in the now or even in the near future. And mm-hmm. I, do, I use near future pretty... Two, two years, I would say. I, I honestly would say a year, and okay. I and, and I do think that businesses move at very odd speeds. They do have to be very, they have to be omniscient of what they're going to be doing and how things are going to affect and them. People also in the next couple of years, too. yes. So, with all that being said, I guess what I don't understand is how does that, how does your Xbox story that you just said, how does that tie into what I said about Sony? Okay, because people not. Well, knowing last, that it won't matter now, it won't matter in the now. Right. The last. Are you time, using the example of the generation? Right. No, I'm using. Okay. So the last shifting? time, the last time a company I've seen this much backlash at a console company was then, and people said, "Oh, it's not going to affect us at all." When was the last time? When was Man, the last time? I don't I've, feel. I guess my thing is, I don't feel like this is that much backlash. Oh, I. And this could be just different corners of the internet. I have seen Maybe. tons and tons of people. Because you, you regular Reddit far more than I do. Yeah, and I, and I am subscribed to the uh, Nintendo Switch subreddit. I'm subscribed to PC Gaming subreddit. I'm subscribed to PS4 subreddit. Which are, which are bubbles. And, that's, and, and right. there's a vocal group of people in there that you're hearing. And you're hearing like a... I, I hate when people use the word, but it honestly is a good word for like a better. You're you're in an echo chamber. Oh of, no, I hate that word. Too. An, I know, but you're in an echo chamber because you're looking specifically at the people that it affects the most. What are, what's going on in the PlayStation one? Out of curiosity, so the have you PlayStation been in it? one? No, yeah, the PlayStation. I'll say this right so now. Are the, are the PlayStation majority, people mad? That's what I'm trying yes. to figure out. And this is where this is where I am surprised because the RPS4 subreddit is one of or can I say is can be one of the most toxic places ever. Um, it, it's just I've seen so much on there that it's like, man, some of you guys are just incredibly mean for okay, no absolute reason. All that aside, because I'm sure you're trying to you're using that as to the reasoning behind the people thing. But I guess what I'm trying to think is like, why are they mad at Sony, and what are their stance points on this? Because like, they they, I, they I agree. See, I see both sides in a lot of different ways, and I do. I'll say one more thing about this, and then we're going to move into what our kind of second ish topic right. is that won't go near as long as this. This has been a long episode. Uh, go ahead, though. Okay, so. Just going off of this, one of the top Reddit threads I come across, and this is just an example. This is not where I get all my news from. Because yeah, these, my... these are anecdotal, too. Right, this yeah. is like when you're when you're dealing with this, you're dealing with a small subgroup of people that... Right. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how big uh, our PlayStation is or whatever. Um, uh, 951,563 users. Okay, so that's not even a million. No. Which is literally means that this is less than 10%. Ten, or, this it's, is it's not even not 10%. Even 10% of, yeah. So like, well, I guess it is. So like, it's it's yeah. almost saying similar to what I'm saying because it's the topic is Sony is blocking Fortnite crossplay uh, between PS4 and Nintendo Switch players. Xbox and Switch can play together. So that got 10.1 thousand upvotes, uh, and then of course it was. I'm not gonna say his name online, but just look at that username right where my thumbs at. Like probably the best <laughs> PlayStation username you can have. Um, he says uh, the top comment. Or one of the top comments is anyone defending Sony for this is pathetic. I absolutely love Sony and my PS4, but there's simply no excuse for this kind of thing when every other platform works fine. Another, now, no, that, no, 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 no. Okay, go ahead because I do I agree just, with that. That's all I was getting at. I, 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 say, I agree with that. Yeah. 
Uh, uh, no crossplay is one thing, and he says, I'm not wild about it, but whatever. But not allowing us to log in our Epic accounts on Switch is already tied to the PSN is super weak. And then you have on people saying that just because you own a PS4 doesn't mean you have to defend a corporation's honor when they pull shit like this. So here's, here's where our difference is. You're using, and, and, I mean, and I'm not saying you're wrong, and I get what you're doing, but you're using that, which is specifically talking about the account, which I, I agree 100%. Right. The account should the, not be locked. But the account problem is a crossplay issue. I mean, you could tie it to it, but Sony could fix that without changing crossplay, right. and, it, and it, that would be and, one thing. And, and but be, your argument was that that you think, and that, and and maybe I, I misunderstand, but your argument was situation. using this towards saying that Sony should open crossplay, and I guess because you're saying it would solve two problems at once, but right. Sony only needs to solve one problem. Which I guess that's what I was getting problem. at. We see that other people are mad, but other people are mad at other console users are mad. That Sony's not letting them do it, and and that and from the account standpoint and from the crossplay standpoint, what matters in this standpoint is are Sony's people mad? Are people who are in Sony's ball court normally in the PS4 uh, ecosystem and that's their thing? Are they mad only about the account thing, which is justifiable, and I right. understand that. But what I'm getting at is how many PlayStation people? That was my phone. Okay, I was like, how many was PlayStation that? people are? upset about crossplay specifically tying into what your argument about opening crossplay would not affect would would benefit them more and maybe it wouldn't i'm not saying it wouldn't but in terms of okay so if you're using that to bolster your defense to it i just i feel like i'm not seeing this, the connect this completely gonna, this is gonna this is gonna go back to uh, what i was saying what they could have done on twitter and the second nintendo and xbox made that uh, tweet out i think it was Thursday, something like that, yeah. Um, in which they were they were boasting with each other, and of course, obviously, this is all corporate PR stuff. This is all stuff that is obviously talked about in private before any of this stuff goes on Twitter. They don't they don't do all this stuff uh, at all, just on a whim. I don't think uh, I don't, I don't believe they do that. But something, in my opinion, that they could have done better. They could have been more transparent. They could have said that, yes, we are aware that there's an account locking issue. We are currently looking into it for further um, fixes, but we cannot guarantee a promise at this time. But we are working on it. We wanted you guys to know that. They could have been transparent about the issue at hand instead of boasting sales numbers and um, just gen- in all generality and, of, and of I, the comment. That and I do was. agree with that, but I guess this goes back to the root of, you know, we're, we're using we're using a, a – a, we were already going to talk about this, right? And we're using a, a, a listener question as a segue and as a buoy into this, but I guess I still don't see how that ties specifically to crossplay. I guess because the question at hand and what we want to talk about is really crossplay. So we, th- this is drama surrounding some crossplay stuff, and the drama is back about Sony not letting crossplay be a thing. I get that, right? And I do, and there, that that's been talked about ad nauseum by us, by a lot of people, and we've even expanded more in good ways. I think actually today we've went even more into our stances onto why. Yeah, and they're more similar than we thought. But I guess I just. Crossplay is one thing, and I do get that. And I, and I guess what I figure what he's asking is more tied into crossplay. And while this has a link to the crossplay, I don't feel like there's much argument about. I, I don't feel like you can argue this and use this as a linchstone as to, to to throw crossplay on the back of. Yes, Sony needs to fix this, and I agree with that. But and if Sony came out with their PR, it's a said, direct consequence of of crossplay. There is no doubting that. Now, but but even then, you're acting like because, and I get it, but you're acting like because of that. And it may be, and that, and from everything we can infer, it, it must be. But that doesn't mean that this is a problem that can't be fixed without opening crossplay. Well, we don't know that because Sony's not being transparent with us. Uh, of which course, is and, and I agree. Problem. I agree with that. But you know, it's just that they are—they do exist 
They exist separately with a common thread. It, well, no, the the whole thing is that people said that Epic hasn't commented on it. They did. They commented enough in the error problem, but they said it's not. Well, us. they came back and did that. To be fair, because that was not there on the initial. Right. Thing. Because I don't think they, they came even, back. I don't because think they even planned for that. No, they think, didn't. They didn't. They had no clue nobody, what was going yeah. on, and they. I'm sure they got bombarded with phone calls from people oh, who were mad. I'm most uh, definitely because, like sure. we say, and this this goes in. The upside of this is it goes more into bolster my point and my belief that Switch is a supplementary console. The fact that so many people that's ran not, this that's console. Not, I that's not just your belief. I believe that too. Yeah. Like, Oh, it's not my go-to main console, but, but this it's is there. this is a great example of the fact that most people own a PS4 and a Switch because this is why we're seeing the problem happen. Um, and that's and which that's is a, interesting. That's a large number of people, though. When you so think about it. sure, but I, and I yes, yeah, Sony's not being transparent. But regardless, Sony could do whatever they needed to do, magic wise, and it wouldn't be magic, but it'd be really decision making wise in the back end. They could do whatever they needed to do to fix this problem while also still keeping crossplay thing. Because I do feel like they're happening for different reasons. Sony can look at the backlash of this and go, "This one really is stupid," and there's not a great reason or a lot of reasons that we can really justify why we're doing this. And I do believe that. But Sony can go, "But we still do have reasons from a business perspective as to why we do why we do not open crossplay." And right. I agree with the crossplay, and that's why. And even the Reddit, they said the same thing. Yes, anybody defending Sony specifically on this, I feel like they're on the wrong side. No, they are. And I, but, it, and I said it I said it in our last Crossplay episode. If you guys haven't watched that, I would have, I should have told you guys to stop watching this and go watch that because you're going to get all the good stuff there. Um, you're going to get our history with what we've talked about there. My thing is, is that from a business standpoint, it makes no sense. You have this doesn't right. Well, you, to be fair, I'm, I would I'm trying say, to understand. I would say crossplay is a gener- generality, but like in in general. But like what I'm curious about is that a consequence of crossplay we're currently looking at is an account being locked, and it's on one but of. But this biggest, is the only example, which is interesting. It is the that we only know example that we know of. The only example of a potential crossplay problem is this enough. And is this a big enough problem to piss enough people off that they're not going to come back next gen because of this in light of the way Sony's being made as a bad guy? And here's my thing. Which one is heavier? Open up the floodgates for one game for the, the next two years? That is, it's, And it, even if it's considered a fad, it may not even be around two years. Well, but, you use the word floodgate very specifically. I'm assuming you're talking about for crossplay, right? Right. And th- th- this is but what, you can't stop um, at one game. Listen. That's where the listen, floodgate wording comes in. Listen, well, I'm talking about the floodgates in terms of just killing, like just whatever, you know, go play all what you want with everybody what you want on, on Fortnite. Is it worth it to do that as a business versus being a bad guy for a while and hoping it blows over? And which it very well probably is going to happen. It's, it's, I do believe it'll blow I, over. I do per- too. personally. Now, not because I think Fortnite's a fad. I do too, but I but do think because there is I a, think that people a strong possibility that with the way. Epic is working. They're working. They have to be working close with Sony. There's so much. There's so many. Purchases. Well, they have to be working close to, with Sony because Sony is their biggest source of income. That's what I was gonna say. There's so many purchases made in V Bucks and such on PS4 that that has to be probably. I would assume upwards to sixty to seventy percent of their total income as a company. Uh, absolutely. Um, from these consoles. From well, from consoles. Yeah. Let's exclude PC in that because we don't really know with PC. Yeah, but yeah. let's say consoles. Uh, yeah. And it's it's and it's been out on long enough on Switch. And I'm sure it's gonna have some supplement there. But um, so like my thing is is that. From a business perspective, I understand. I fully get it. It makes sense for Sony to, to take the risk and to ignore this potential problem and hope it blows over. But it makes you wonder at the same time, is it really worth the risk? As a consumer, when you think about it, and it's like Microsoft took a really, really big risk and it turned flat on them. It, it completely shook this gaming industry up. And I think... I, Honestly, I don't even know. For the better, actually. What's funny is that what was bad for them was probably better for gaming as a whole. Yeah, 
It, no, no, it's not probably. I think it is. Like, I think that the, the content we got, I think that not like the competition that had to be provided to win people over for PlayStation even more to produce these games and to to really rely on winning people over was something they had to have taken their mind. And the other point. results we saw, which is the same thing that happened with Sony last year, and we saw Sony do a lot of really odd things that were not normally like them, which we've seen Xbox do this gen with Games Pass and stuff. There were there were things that were directly a result of how badly Microsoft misstepped. We've seen Microsoft go into sheer on damage control. What can we do to be the most consumer friendly company so that if nothing else, even if we don't come back and win, we win in the eyes of the consumer of the consumer. We yeah. we look like we're so pro consumer in a way that and they're doing hopefully that. drops the negative stigma so that when we come again with a new fresh idea, and they're, they're currently so we stand succeeding. on more footing, like yeah. equal footing. And I do think that it's still hard to say that Sony being there's two things. So end of last gen, and this is getting into a slightly different conversation, but we'll still I do mean, it for a, the It's already a long tie-in. episode. We're, we're going to be over two hours on this one. Our first but, over two-hour episode. <laughs> I think we've done one, one other, but still. Um, oh, maybe so. With that being said, though, what, you saw Sony have this. God, of course, I'm losing my train of thought now. Anyway, what you saw Sony do what they needed to do uh, at the beginning of this gen went over. Xbox was the head last gen. Even if, Xbox, even if PlayStation came back to meet them, at the end of the generation, as a total look, Xbox had won the generation. It's, and it's, of course. And I mean that as an entire... Intangibly. Like, there's they, no way... They won the entirety that. of the generation, yeah. right? And there's no now, Sony, in my opinion, won it from a game standpoint and everything else. But when you look at sheer numbers... A personal and, standpoint. Yeah, personal standpoint versus uh, the industry standpoint and, and is different. And this year, for us, it's... Both an industry and personal standpoint, Sony has absolutely undoubtedly killed Microsoft. Oh yeah, absolutely. And that's where, this uh, is where in my the, opinion, this is where the conversation falls ignorant on our side because we're not one of those people that is going to be like not converted because that sounds just mean. I don't want to like I'm trying not to offend anybody. Well, no, you're, you're not going to as, convert as, is as, a good as, word. You're going to be pulled over to something that you originally weren't part of, right? And I don't think that's a possibility by different for moves. Us. And I do think uh, that there are people there are people who care more about their money. We have the expendable in, we have the expendable income to be able to do whatever we need to do. We have PCs. We don't need an Xbox. We have no well, reason exactly. to jump shit. That's something that people we mentioned it, and I should. So that's I where should, our we, bias we, comes we should, in. Yeah. I want to say that that's that's we, important. We for should us. Have, we should definitely let the people know that that I don't need an Xbox. Whatever Microsoft does, I'm rooting for them because I just know that I have everything I need this gen. So no matter what, I'm rooting for games in general. I'm like I don't care what Microsoft does. I don't Sony. Like sure, this right now could be a potential problem for them down the road. Down the road, when you factor in the big player base on Fortnite, when you factor in the people who owned a PS4 and a Switch. Is it going to be people like me who doesn't really care about Fortnite that much? Is it going to like I don't really care to lose my character progression even though I'm like level like. I don't remember. I'm sure. Almost sure. John Wick or whatever, like 100 or whatever, or whatever it was last season. Is it worth it for me to get my panties in a bunch and get mad? Not for me. No, so but there means, are obviously people who right. are. There but are going to be tons of people who are. Okay. Um, and this is where I was talking about as a consumer, you have to look into the business side of things and you have to weigh it together on a business standpoint. Should they lose people in next gen? Possibly, maybe over this problem or should they just take the loss now that they already see people are mad at and just open the floodgates up and lose potential the sales that they've already made this gen that they, they okay they killed it we know that they won no matter what nobody's going to come back and beat them this gen nobody at all in the next two years it yeah because be at this point in last miracle. generation playstation was already catching up right. healthily yeah and it would be an absolute miracle my thing is here is do they bet on losing next gen buyers or do they potentially lose out on this gen buyers. Now, this is I the only thing I'll say about yours. the safer bet is to go and go ahead and open up the floodgates and just maybe lose this. The, the, 
I don't think anybody's convincing anybody about these systems. Like, here's like the these- only thing I'll add to that, and I think it'll it, it, it may paint the rest of what you're saying because I do. I think that you're looking at it in a you're looking at it almost in a completely binary black and white sense of. They do now, and they gain in the long run, or they or no, don't they, now, and they lose in the long run. And right. now the problem with that is that what is there to say that by them doing this now, it doesn't hurt them in the PS5 gen? There's literally no way to tell. And but, we mean because, that because it well, we would mean be that something. because if they start it now, crossplay has to continue. Nope, just be very transparent that it's done. Like for uh, all you if do, you set the expectation and you come back, look, and no. this is going back to Xbox, right? You set the expectation, you come back with something totally different. I guarantee you, people what? are backlashing. About backwards compatibility. I get who on an early gen when you set an expectation, right? And this happened multiple times. PlayStation Two had backwards compatibility. Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty had a form of backwards like, compatibility. What, Eighty games, or just something. like we're seeing with Xbox One. It doesn't have true backwards compatibility, but it has a Enough. form of it. Yeah. Um, whereas PS Two had true backwards compatibility, right. and early PS Three had true backwards compatibility. We saw Sony doing that, and we saw backlash about pricing early on in PS Three. I think that, that was just a general pricing. Oh, though. it was. But it's part, of, part of the no, part, the pricing specifically came down because early PS3s had PS2 hardware in them so that it could be 100% backwards compatible. Is that true, though? Yes, like, that but there I'm, 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 got the, the I know that, but I'm saying, is that really what contributed to pricing back yes, then? Yes, because a PlayStation you, 2 was still $250, man. You're putting the internals. But you're a company that already has these parts. You are putting the internals into this. I'm, I'm telling you, I man, never knew was that. I assumed it was Blu-ray because Blu-ray was so Blu-ray new. was expensive, and it was a big part of it. But the other part, the reason it hit, it broke that 600 is because they were dealing with backwards compatibility. When they dropped the price by a hundred dollars everywhere, they dropped backwards compatibility completely. My argument being, though, tying back into this one, is that what we saw at the beginning of this generation on both sides, right? When backwards compatibility dropped on both sides, a huge backlash, right? Once it finally settled and then Xbox came back and said, we found out a way to do some form of backwards compatibility. And here it is. What did you see for the next year? And you still see it to some extent. Why does it only have backwards compatibility? You're seeing it right I mean, now with this PlayStation it's now some stuff, technical right? Problems, yeah. And, and, well, and it comes down uh, to whether or not it's yeah, and it, and we don't know if that's true or not, but that's not up to us to decide. Sony are the ones who know whether it's well, possible or not. On their I think console. it's I think it's been confirmed by like I don't want to say Digital Foundry, but I do know that maybe Linus Tech Tips at one point during their WAN show thing confirmed that the um, oh god PS3 architecture. Cell? Yeah, the cell architecture is is as limiting to this current gen. Like well, the, I mean, I know that. So, uh, but, but what we should know? Oh, is I that, thought you were saying that we weren't sure that the PS4 I mean, can emulate what, cell architecture. That's what Sony's told us. But what I'm saying is, just going off of what Sony's told us, that's all we know. Is that there should be? But yeah, what did you see? You still see a backlash. You're seeing it right now with PlayStation Now. People are wanting PlayStation Now to let them download PS3 games on the PS4, which doesn't make sense. I tried. I don't get why everybody got excited about that. I get I think, the I think I get because, the basic thing now, right? Of course, the Pro has more room power wise right brute power yeah. to try and emulate cell right the p the base ps4 will never have it if that is the reason that's not going to change just because of something crazy to clear some stuff up i have seen we're people. going to little haywires i want to no, pull it back in, in i will second, I, I want to but, finish up my last statement here in a second about crossplay um but i have seen people online say that uh my pc can emulate ps3 why can't a ps4 because your ps4 is not an actual pc like yeah, i mean it and, is but it's not well, and what's your pc is it two titans and a and a no, it doesn't take much to R to emulate RC PS3, whatever it's called, or RS PS3. One can run every game perfectly. No, that's the problem, right? And so we're saying so that like, with some what? things, right? Yeah. We saw it took a long time my, to get Demon Souls running yeah. correctly. My PS4 is, or my PC is strong on my PS4. I don't think it could. I don't think it could run these games. Like, so, it's, it's yeah. a lot of technical limitations that you need to be known about. Thank you to World End for educating me previously, like way back in episode two or three, about stuff we were talking about. But my ending statement is this: 
I think that it comes down to this binary black and white thing is in a logical consumer view that this is what is being looked at. You either are going to lose people next gen for being the bad God this gen, or you're going to lose a few people this gen um, who would have bought your console instead of playing with friends. And that's what I don't think is true. I do not think that you can allot now and into the future into the PS5 more than 3 million consoles maybe to sell because of friend persuasion, because of lack of crossplay. Because I'll tell you, I'll tell you why. You cannot sell or convince somebody to buy something they do not want for multiplayer. Sean was an example of that for me. You cannot, it's, it's impossible to go to somebody and say, hey man, we're all playing this game over here. Why don't you come over here? It doesn't work with everybody. If they have expendable income, sure, that could become a possibility. Some people don't like the PS4s, like they don't like the ecosystem it's in. Um, Blake 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 loves the the style of Xbox instead of PlayStation. I understand that. You know, back last year, I thought the blades were really freaking ugly. But then when they fixed the Xbox 360, honestly, I, I thought, thought it, the, the blades may, may have been ugly, but they were the best functioning of the entire console no, generation. The in one, my opinion, the one right after that was the best. Um, Maybe I can't remember. They went through the, way too. It's many. almost an XMB kind of style thing going on. Yeah, they went way too. Um, way too they many went places. way too many. Yeah, but um, I don't think that right now it is. It, you can convince somebody well enough to buy a PS4 by enabling crossplay on one game. And the way I think that they could win everybody over, and the way I think that they... And this is all coming from a PlayStation fan who does not have a dog in this fight. This is just my personal opinion. I do not know about businesses. I don't know anything about that. So just to let you know, you may point out, oh, well, this is going to lose them capital. I don't know this. Like, I do not care. This is coming from a fan talking to another fan. While you listen, I'm talking to you while you listen. Um, If they were to release a tweet and just say from here until the PS five Fortnite will now be cross play on all systems, including PS four. We are sorry for immense communication instantly. You're transparent that it's not going to last till last gen, because I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm skeptical that Microsoft and Nintendo will last until next gen for Microsoft. And that's where I think problems are going to arise, but you're or instantly going to be looked at as the good guy and the savior for, for saving the day. You're going to have, you know, Greg Miller tweeting at you saying thank you and everybody else in the world who wanted this to say thank you. And your account's unlocked now, so you're going to, for people who do have a Switch and want to play, they're going to then revert back to their old account and that's going to incentivize them more to play on their PS4 again because if you start up a new account on your Switch and you care about that much, you're likely not going to go back and play your old profile on your PS4 unless friends are playing, which, you know, yeah, could be a thing. But I think that if they did that, I think that that is, in my opinion, the best move for them. And like I said, this is coming from a fan. This is I want to see the victory story of this. I don't want to see them constantly berated. I don't want to see them being made fun of by the other two competitors. I want to see something that I would be happy to see. That does not mean that is the right decision. That does not mean that is the profitable decision. That does not mean that is the correct business decision. Following, what- your, following your logic, though. This is what I want to do. I want to flip. I want to take your entire scenario there, right? Okay. And I want to flip it on its head with all things that are incredibly possible. And what I also and, and, and mixed in with my opinion of how things would end up going. So the first thing, the first problem I have, and I, you were saying it a second ago, the first problem I have with that is that this will be a classic case if if they did that. If they came out with a tweet and said, "Hey, here's our tweet. This is from now until PS5 Fortnite only will be backwards compatible in PS5. We're going to cut it down." This is what will happen, in my opinion. This is going to be a perfect instance of if you give them an inch, they'll take a mile. And what will happen is that as soon as you say it's going to be available on Fortnite, 
what are they going to do? Well, why the hell can't I play Rocket League with my friends on Xbox and Switch? Okay. Well, the problem, now that's the, the second the, game. But, no, I understand that, and that is Hold something on. that they, I didn't interrupt you. Okay, go ahead. And I very specifically didn't interrupt you because I already. I, already, I don't want to lose my flow. That's why I didn't ahead, interrupt you. Ahead. I didn't want to interrupt your flow. Because we're so, going to go all long now. Our flows are being lost easily at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Joe Rogan is a saint for being able to do this crap this long. Okay, so with that said, though, you're gonna they're going to do that, and it's going to go from that game into whatever the next game is. And I can't think of examples because I'm tired and I don't play enough online games. But there are games out there that are oh, already yeah. cross-play yeah, on both. Said, you already said Rocket League. Rocket League is the League, biggest Fortnite, example I can remember. Uh, Minecraft. Uh, okay, Minecraft. And, then, and that, that's honestly the two, I, I'd say. that's. I would say those are the three biggest. They're the, they're the three most important in a, in a big Which is scheme. crazy because those are three of the biggest multiplayer games of this current like Generation. gaming. Yeah, like, or even ever. gaming in general. Yeah, they're some of the biggest game multiplayer games ever. Right. Okay, so with that said, though, regardless of whatever it is, wherever that line is drawn, that line continues to get pushed. And then Sony is having to do more than just push back on Fortnite. Now they're also having to give away. And this is what, this is what happens. A, it shows that Sony is willing to – and now there's a mixture of things that happen here. Sony looks like it creates a precedent where if you want something bad enough, all you got to do is complain at Sony enough to where they eventually are going to do it. Now, whether or not they're going to do it, it creates the image that that'll happen. Now, that's 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 two-sided because it makes them look good and looks, it makes it look like, oh, they're listening to fans, right? But then what happens when they say Fortnite's available? They listen to fans. Great. Crossplay's available. Well, now when they say no to, to Rocket League, oh, no, they're not listening to fans. They hate us. It's a double-edged sword, and no. I don't. I don't consider it to be a good thing. Hold on, I have more. <laughs> you're gonna make me lose. You're gonna make me forget what you're talking about. <laughs> okay, so from there, the other side of your of your thing was that you think that there's not going to be uh, crossplay continuing on with Nintendo and Microsoft. Nintendo. No, I no, think no. I just the, said that's a very possible outcome that I, would be devastating. I, I, but you're saying that that's why you kind of go. Now I will give you this. I don't know about Nintendo. Nintendo are kind of just taking advantage of a situation that helps them. Yeah. And they're being smart about it. And I think that that was great yeah. for them. Smart move. It, as the tides turn, they're both going to take change, advantage of each other. They may that may change. But what I do think is that Nintendo is just kind of on for the ride, right? Microsoft is the one who pioneered this. They're the first people to actually get it to go across multiple consoles, not across PC. PlayStation has been doing PC for so long. I mean, it was literally PS2. You yeah, can say SoCom. What? No, 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 not SoCom. But Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy Eleven Online was one of the first games I ever remember seeing that you could play with PC players on PS2. But when you carry that forward, right? I can't believe I said SOCOMs on PC. It'd be different. It'd be like if Sony came out now and said, well, we're not going to do PC crossplay anymore. When they've been doing it forever, right? They pioneered that, basically. There are some of the people that have done it, and they've done it forever. It seems weird. For Microsoft to have come out in such a big way, and they did it on purpose. They did it because it's a PR blow against Sony, right? Yeah, no, yeah, of that's course. That's why they did it. That's but why that's, Nintendo and Microsoft did That's it. why it's going to be potentially their Achilles heel, and that's why I don't believe that they will go back on it. Microsoft will will try their damnedest to get everyone to do crossplay for as long as they can because they pioneered it. If they back out of it, it makes them look Way That's what I mean worse. by devastating. And I will say honestly, if Nintendo and I don't see them doing it. it as well, if Microsoft is smart and it, and they really here's the thing, Microsoft need crossplay. They they use crossplay for, for now. now. Yeah. They well they use crossplay between PC and Xbox. Why not continue that? Yeah. We're seeing this idea of a family of consoles. For it next, makes more sense for them to continue crossplay than it does. I'd say sixty seven years at least. So yeah. So what's going to happen though is that Xbox is going to continue. That I firmly believe that whatever comes next for Xbox, yeah. whatever next console comes Wh- out, they're going to continue. Yeah. Whether Nintendo does or not is really up in the air. I do. <laughs> they're probably going to have like a hollow lens by this point. Who knows? So, but with that said, if Sony does this, and that's my biggest thing, if Sony does this now and they put this this weird limitation cap of until PS5, right? 
what is that going to do? I mean, it sets a it sets a precedent that they that they but, can't. But it sets a precedent that they are okay and willing to give in to pressure once. But then when PS Five comes around, they're going to completely change their thing back around. It doesn't it, as a business precedent, not from a monetary standpoint, from a business precedent. What they're doing, it doesn't make sense for them to take that back step because they don't have. It's not a back step though. Was it backstepping? No, no, no. It'd be a back step for them to take it away in PS Five. Oh, okay. it would be a perceived back step. Well, so it's a yeah. It's and a, the reason I say that is because if you do that. The, the big difference between backwards compatibility and the reason they were able to backstep on that is that they have monetary and power limitations and like legit reasons that they can go, look, we just can't do it. That does not exist with crossplay. We now know that crossplay is unequivocally easy to do. It's already set up and it's flip of a switch for them. Like you said, that's great. But if they come back later and say, we're not doing it just because we don't want to do it, they haven't even done that on PS4. They've not come out and said that we're not doing it, even though we know that's the reason. My thing is... They ha- then they have to. Then they have to come out and do that. To poke a big hole, no, not necessarily do it, big, do it. You, you can't compare or you can't say that Sony is, or is a crutch. You can't say that just because people want it and Sony provided it is a crutch because... Hold, hold on. You said that so it's something that fans demanded and Sony eventually gave into is going to open up a floodgate to other things. Yes. And it, and, like and the it name changing. Absolutely would. Name changing. Yeah. Name changing is a little different because nope. name changing is something that they are already announced to have tried to be working on and something this they're is, wanting to change. This has been wanted since beyond that, though. Oh, and sure. And actually, to be even sure, funny, but I can again, say since beyond. But again, we know why. What do you mean we know why? We know why we can't change our names. The PlayStation oh, no, Network no, was okay. set up. I thought you were saying something else. No, no, but we we know we have a real reason. No, no, and of course that's true. And people who in this situation have a real reason too to want crossplay. Oh, they have a real situation. But I'm talking about all in, Sony's all Sony's reasons, right? We have to go from the business's reasons for the decisions that they're going to make. No, I understand that. That's why I said that I understand that this is not like what I would like to see them do. And like I said, no dogs in this race. But what I would like to see them do is to become the hero of the day of this. Because here's what, I, here's what I think. You can't, as a fan, I mean, even if you can, this will go deaf. Like, you, will, Sony will not listen to you. But the fact of the matter is that this has become a big, big problem lately. And that not only is it a big problem, but it is really, they're getting shamed. Right now, by not listening to them and at least addressing the account lock issue. Because, and I know this is a consequence of crossplay. We can infer that much. I think it's almost confirmed at this point. Like, just judging off the facts that we have and what we have based around this, that that's the problem. They have not yet said why. They have not yet said when it will be fixed, if it will be fixed. They have not yet told us the exact reason why and confirmed that this is the reason why, which is what makes me think it's true. Yep. That it is a consequence of crossplay. Especially since they mentioned crossplay in something that inherently wasn't about crossplay. It was about accounts, which was due fact because of crossplay. It was trying to double. I, I, and this is just my perception of it. It was then because by the time that they had announced it, people had already brought up the crossplay thing again. So it's a way to them address that, hey, we know that this is our, hey, there was a problem. Right. This is our, what they were doing is both saying that, hey, for the people who are complaining about crossplay again, we have crossplay. We just don't have the crossplay you want. And you know what? We have more than enough people to accommodate for the for the lack of crossplay. We have the right. numbers that we need. You have people to play with. And for now, that's going to have to be enough. Yeah, no, no uh, they have, and they have plenty of people yeah, to play and, with. And, 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 and that's not even and counting the literal hundreds of millions of phones out there that can play this game. So I, yeah, I, forget, I forget that Android and iOS can do it, which is 
weird to me. With them. And that's what uh, I mean. So that's but, how they did that. That's, please continue with why. Because basically, I want this to be a closing statement. Because we've right, gone on too long. Because we haven't gone Regardless way of how we do long. it. I, what's funny is I did not believe that this would be this long of a topic. I didn't either. Like, here's the thing. is like, is our battery going down our camera before we can even do the second topic? No, it's plugged in. Oh, okay. We're good. Um, we're not going to run out of storage, are we? I don't know. <laughs> we probably need to, we need to start wrapping this up. Yeah. Um, but Okay. That's that was my whole thing is that like from from a from a very 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 strong Sony person, that Reddit comment said it the best, and I've seen that, and that is a, a statement I believed in, and I've seen it way before that, and that is just because you like the company doesn't mean you have to defend their every move, and that's Agreed. that's why I am not afraid to step out and say this is what I wish Sony would do, and it may not be the best business decision, it's what I want to see them do as a fan because. As a Switch owner and as a PC owner that has Xbox Games Pass and Play Anywhere uh, potential, I laughed whenever that, that that Nintendo thing came out when they tweeted that. I was like, wow, that sucks to be Sony right now yeah. because the attention that they're getting is negative in this light, and it's a lot of attention. And they're the only negative attention. Right. I agree. And so that's what I want to see them do. Whether they'll come back or not, I don't know. Whether a tweet saying that, you know, till the end of this generation, you have Fortnite will create more problems for them. I mean, possibly. But it solves the current problem at hand that they have. It may cause a, more problems to rise. Sure. Would they be as big as this? Maybe. Maybe not. Who knows? We don't know until it happens. I just want them to be a little bit more transparent and with us. And um, and just this is where I'm coming from as a Sony person that is that would like to see them succeed in future because I've already seen as a big Microsoft fanboy, Microsoft fail that bad. It's going to be heartbreaking to see Sony. And we've fail we've that seen bad. Sony break that bad. Right. Now, you weren't right. necessarily not, in the Sony yeah, camp at I was that point. Say, yeah, not as but a I was. Sony fan. Yeah. I mean, I, I say Sony fan loosely because I've been a Sony fan since PS2, realistically. It was just, I was a hardcore 360 fanboy. And to see, and to go back to Sony and for that saving grace to happen when I got that PS3 to get me back into gaming, and for me to have wanted a PS4 for everything that we had, it was worth it for me. Um, but I just, as this crossplay situation goes, I am really, really, really curious just to see what is going to play out of it and what the general outcome is going to be. Is it going to be they're going to lose, they're, are they, are they going to lose people in gen, in, on PS5? Are they going to lose people now? Like, what's the deal? Like, and I'm just curious. Because I'm curious to see if, if any of my predictions or my what I want them to do would have been the right step or if it would have been the wrong step if they end up doing it. So it's curious. Okay. My final thoughts on that are that I mostly agree with you. And it's funny that we all we always come down to disagreeing heavily when it comes to specifically the crossplay aspect. But as an overall generalization of it, we pretty much agree on it. We, we agree, but I don't agree that Sony should. I don't agree that Sony needs to, even for me, to come out and be this big winner. Partially because I literally don't care about crossplay in the grander scheme of things because I normally don't play online. So I don't say I don't care about it at all, but it's literally on the periphery of things that matter to me. Like it's on the outskirts of the things that matter most to me. When I right. see a PS5, I'm crossplay is the that. least important thing on my mind of what I want them to show me. Right, and, I, and um, I've seen online communities like wish it was there just because it make fan bases higher. But go sure. on, go on. I understand uh, so, both sides. I'll yeah, say that. So that said, I agree with the with the sentiment of just because you like a company does not mean you have to defend their every decision. Right. I'm not defending their decision on the on the specific account thing. You're just saying what you think is right. I do a thing. I do believe that the account thing you, is is un, un, is un excusable it's it, it really is and i think it's something that they need to fix um i don't think that that means that they need to do anything with crossplay with that said though i just feel like the conversation continued to become more about crossplay and i know that that was at, at the heart of it but when it comes back down to the argument as to why they should or should not do something it still comes down to that the biggest crutch between this is that i believe 
and we, no more back and forth. But you know, I believe that there's a way to fix the problem at hand without bringing crossplay into it. And no, whether, <laughs> there is no, there no, is. I'm joking. So that's just, just because you said no argument. I, was argue I got for you. A but there is a way for them to do this without having to bring crossplay I mean, into I'm the sure, fold. I'm sure there and is. And with that said, they could fix this problem. And I would agree that if they did that, they would look like a good knight here without having to worry about the crossplay thing. Because I'm sure there is. I they've already done is. their right thing. I, I, I do think it is doing handling whatever it is in the back end and Admitting. making sure that, hey, this was wrong of us or whatever. This was a bad move. This was an unintended move, but the result of a bad, uh, the result of, a, of another decision we've made. And because of that, we're going to, this decision will be remain unaffected on it. We're still not going to, we're still not commenting or doing anything on crossplay. Crossplay is its own entity. This right. is a problem that we've chosen to isolate and solve. Yeah. And that, that was, and I think that that's honestly that, the that best. That would be almost as good as what I was saying. Like, that is honestly the best they, case scenario for what Sony wants and for what consumers want. I mean, in my I, opinion. I wouldn't say consumers want that because the majority, I think the majority of consumers seem to be on par with crossplay. But anyways, I think that, yeah, they could do that even. I just, I want to just know like what, what has been going on with them lately? Like that's it. That's just, it, 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 it's weird. This all came around E3 too, in which their conference Especially their ending. Like, for Sean Layton not to come out and thank everybody was almost, like, heartbreaking to me. I'm sure. Like, just for them to go into the end show. Okay, um, so, but, man, we have a gaming addiction, don't we? Talk about gaming this long. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, the last thing we're going to talk about real quick, just because, I mean, I would probably just cut it, but we already talked about it at the beginning, uh, is that the World Health Organization have said... Uh, stated that gaming addiction is now a recognized... Uh, mental disorder. Mental disorder. Now... There is it's something interesting, and I want to be very quick about it because I do think we are we have we run the risk of running out of room on our <laughs> our camera, which maybe maybe we need a new memory card after this. Uh, or just stream on Twitch. Where we okay, but that said, yeah, that said, I do think that the, it's funny. There's been a lot of people backlashing against it, saying that oh, it means that everybody's going to see it. everybody. Okay, so now if I like to play games, I'm an addict of something. When that's not what they're saying, and of course, nope. I do agree that it creates a negative stigma. It gives the people ammunition who do not know any different. It gives. Yeah. Excuse me. It gives them the ammunition to say, "Oh, well, look at that! They're an addict to this thing." It does create a negative stigma potentially for certain people, but I think as a whole, it does far more good than it does bad. And I think me and Saul actually really agree on this. The biggest upside that it does is for people who can really seriously recognize this problem in themselves. They have now a a an avenue to be more seriously taken when they try to do something about it, and to be more professionally handled and actually get some real care potentially taken, so that they can fix this problem in their life. Because and I think not up until this. Like now, exactly. I think up until now, if you came to somebody and said, I have a gaming addiction, this is a, I, and, and I see this in myself and I need to fix it, they would probably laugh and be like, what do you mean? Now, not everybody. I know LOL, there are people that understand it. it, but I do think that people who are outside of the gaming industry, they look in and they go, what do you mean you have an addiction to gaming? That's stupid. Yeah. But now we get to, now we have people that are being forced to look at this in a different light and go, okay. Maybe this is really an issue and that this is triggering the same. And I think that most scientific people would probably say, we get it. This is triggering the same things that happen in other addicts when these substances trigger this in them. And that's what causing the addiction. The fact that there is a more worldly recognized manner for them to, for this to be identified and to be resolved or at least attempted to be resolved and fixed. I think it's a great thing. I do think that the good in this situation far out, far outweighs the negative stigma of the people who are going to look at this as a negative sense of, Oh, all these people are playing video games are now addicts and I, I don't want my kid doing this or if this guy does this I don't want him doing this it's it's an unfortunate consequence of a far greater thing in my opinion and that's where I'm going to leave it I think that's far worth it go ahead Saul no I completely agree I think that now that those people who are who are always scared or anxious to go and get help that they may need about an addiction uh, and I, I will say that you know it it is a really weird situation to be in to have to confront somebody and say like hey I have an addiction to video games this is something serious 
I don't think I could ever imagine myself being there, but I know people in real life that I wondered before. I'm like, man, 16 hours a day, like every day. Yeah. You don't yeah. have a job and stuff like that. And I was like, wow. Is it is it because of fun or is it just because you're, you know, I don't judge people like that. I've been like that before. Uh, but as an adult now looking back on it, I was like, man, I played Skyrim for almost 20 hours straight when it first came out. And that's like, that's casual stuff compared to some people. Um, and it's just crazy. And I'm glad that people now who have been worried about this before or been worried about being judged by people or worried about, you know, any family members kind of laughing off at them. Now that there's at least Sorry for that. a recognition. Uh, I can't speak today. A recognition. That's not a word. It's at least recognized now that it is a potential threat into your mental health. And it is a disorder now that can be classified and can be reviewed and can be sourced out and looked at when they needed to. And it can actually be expanded upon. The biggest thing is that it can be studied in a way that there were already people studying it, but now it gets studied in a, it, in a when more someone serious does it, way. Yes. And it's going to have more, you know, tangible effects, hopefully from the studying that we're going to see. So exactly. I, that, that's a I, great thing. I, yeah. And I completely agree. I think that it's, it's a betterment for gaming. They're not you know, by any way saying that, Oh, if you game for, you know, eight hours a day, you're a degenerate. You know, nobody's saying that. It's for those people who have real problems of plugging themselves away and like not not separating reality from their game. I've seen, I've met people like that, and it's it's a scary thing in some of these people that I've met. And sometimes you just you you know them when playing a game, and you know them in real life, and it's just such a different, drastic thing. Um, I'm I would never say names on the podcast to some people like this, but like we know them mutually about when they're addicted, like. This guy I knew specifically was straight up addicted. He would go home on break, play the game. He'd come home from work. He would call in four or five days in a row at his job to play this game. Wow. And he would sit there and he would just play it, play it, play it. He would get angry if you were to try to take him away from playing this game. And like, this may With not trolls. be. What, and that's no, like, no, that's no, crazy, man. I'm not even kidding. I'm not. I'm he, not. His girlfriend broke up with him. Yeah. I'm trying not to get too general here because somebody listening may know who I'm talking about. But he, but he, he lost relationship because he would not stop what he was doing over the course of five days like five days straight of waking up playing this simple game and then going back to sleep and waking up going back to sleep waking up going back to sleep doing nothing about this game and he was a depressed mess without it and like this may not be one of those serious things but like we us and everybody in that group knew that that was a serious behavior and we and yeah we talked to him and it did not really work that well he kind of fell out of our friends group after this and i'll tell you who it is after the podcast i think i know Oh, uh, do you? I, I would be very surprised if you did, but if you guessed it, I would also not be very surprised. Um, but I am at least glad that now that it's at least, and people with disorders don't like to admit they have them, and people, and like, that's like me. I have anxiety really bad. I don't always like telling people that. Like, I don't like, especially people I don't know. Like, I just tell it to, you know, the, whoever many listen to. You told to it us. to the internet. <laughs> but yeah, like, if I'm talking to somebody a lot, it makes you feel weak. And that's the thing is that now you still may feel this kind of similar uh, similar you know feeling when you tell somebody that oh i have an addiction to video games but at least you can't be laughed at in a way now it's you can go or back. you can but it, i mean you, 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 have, you feel like you are it, it's, it's justified it's vindicating right yeah. you you feel you feel like you're you're something that you thought may have been an issue depending on if you did think that there's an issue in your life you do feel like well now it is more seriously handled and i don't feel as dumb about saying this because before it's like they don't even consider that a disorder so you're you're diagnosing yourself with something that doesn't exist by, by medical standards. I agree. But I mean, I do think it's interesting and I just think it's not worth getting all up in arms about 
take the good with the bad and just uh, see that the good is far outweighing, even if it doesn't pertain to you. And of course, the, be good the, to one another. <laughs> the downside of this is that we all take on the negative side because, or th- those of us who are not addicted, we take on the negative side uh, because we do not have the problem. But if you stop for a second and look at the people who do need this and how much it, do, it, it potentially could help them, uh, I, I'm more than happy to take on the slightly negative stigma that may happen when I tell people I'm a gamer and what that may mean to them. That's okay. I mean, yeah, I, you I, are who you are. Don't I'm try ultimately to hide it. okay with that. So yeah. But I so think I think it. this Boy. has been a very odd, <laughs> this has been a long, long episode of Triangle it, Squared. It's, it's but been very redundant in parts. We're both very I tired. I will say this: I don't think we talked in circles a lot. Which I don't is think good. We did I just I think, think that, that there we, was a lot of going back and forth in weird directions, and re- not repeating scenarios, but like harping on them. But um, y'all got to realize that it is the weekend. <laughs> I have had the roughest week of my life almost and I am tired so when I get tired I get rambly and I can tell that me being rambly made Brett tired and then he got rambly it happens happens. but that said I do think this has been a fun episode, and yeah. I don't mind these episodes. They're actually really fun. We want to know what y'all think. I know that you know we, we've heard some in the Discord, but if you're not part of the Discord family and you want to join in, go ahead. We keep the link in Give all the videos and stuff here. Uh, if you want to just reach out on Twitter, let us know there. You can always reach out to us in the comments below. Let us know what you think there. Uh, I love hearing that. The comments, I, I let you expand a little bit more on what you're trying to say. And, of course, the new Facebook group. So look for any way that you want, and I genuinely want to hear because I, me and Saul, I mean, like, you know, I said it the other day. My biggest thing I love about Saul is that me and him obviously disagree in a lot of areas about this, Bro, but we also agree still a lot. the bestest of friends. <laughs> but, but we don't carry that through with us, so and I love that. So we, we want to hear all y'all's opinions, even if we don't agree with them. I just I like seeing what people think. And the other thing is that sometimes people, somebody will have an opinion and a reason as to why that it'll change your mind, and that's actually yeah. that's the most fun thing. So and, and just because you have change an opinion, my mind if you'd like to, I'll um, say, but just because you have an opinion that um, uh, is 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 your opinion does not mean you have to be a jerk about it. Also, that's true. So we're gonna state that. So that said. Been another successful episode of Triangle Squared. So thank you, and we will see you next week. Thank you, guys. Check out.